everyone again, and welcome back to Rerun Shuffle, the podcast where we hit shuffle on Comfort TV. Uh, we're back after a week off. We decided Woo. to take the Thanksgiving week off because it's just been a very, very long semester. It has. I'm still recovering. I, think, I feel. I feel like I complain about that at least like once every podcast, like for the past, like for the past like three weeks. Yeah, I've been complaining about it like every day to anybody. Yeah, I've been complaining who has about ears. it since before the semester started. Oh wow! Look at you, Tim. <laughs> I'm just like I'm done. <laughs> Real my, trailblazer my, over here. My, my laziness knows no <laughs> knows no arrival. Uh, this is our 13th episode, so if you are starting here, uh, make sure to visit viewpointsonline.org or search for the Viewpoints Network on Anchor FM or Spotify and check out our other episodes. I am Tim Nacy, uh, the donut master. Um, Leo is referring to the fact that um, I was recently hired by a prominent donut shop. I'm not going to drop the name. I'm not... I'm not here to advertise for them. Yeah. They you don't pro- sponsor you, us you probably They did sponsor the Power Rangers movie, but... Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, Rita Repulsa eats one of their donuts. Oh, great! It is so weird. Like they, they, they hold on to it. It's, huh. it's it's hilarious, but it's also like really upsetting. It is because it's like wow, great product placement. <laughs> like all the kids in the small town, they all go hang out at the Krispy Kreme. Oh, I did it. There it <laughs> you done it? Doesn't matter. You're not gonna be able to find me. <laughs> you don't know where I live. Anyway, um, aside from being a future maker of donuts, um, <laughs> I am the multimedia editor. Uh, here at Viewpoints. Um, I host way too many podcasts. And um, yeah, I'm going to be working on making some more <laughs> next Woo-hoo. semester. Yeah, I'm going to have a few months off and then right back to killing myself again. <laughs> All those months are just going to be us brainstorming on what we're going to do to work ourselves to be, death. Yeah, we, yeah, there's actually like preliminary plans actually for like a sort of like mid-intercession editor's podcast, potentially. We- <laughs> no promises, but yeah, it was a it's it was an idea that our advisor Matt threw out last second. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, it does sound fun, but I am so burnt out. It's a at good the end idea, of but also like, I need to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, I need to like go to sleep. Honestly, what is sleep? At some at some point before I die, at you know, fifty. I'll sl- oh yeah, that's a mood. I'll sleep when I'm dead in like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, up to a, a real, real, real upper start to this, uh, to this to this week's episode. But honestly, that is the uh, that is the vibe of the end of a semester. Yeah, just crying, throwing up the peace sign over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I am Leo Cabral, they them pronouns, and I am the editor in chief at Viewpoints. Um, I'm a queer, transmasculine, non-binary, multimedia journalist, and yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I'm tired, and I'm just waiting for the end of the semester so I could rest, catch up on shows, and play video games. I'm just going through the motions. I don't even, I don't even know why I showed up today. I'm just dissociating. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> All right, Tim. Uh, what are you watching? Well, I've had a bit of a packed week. Uh, I was doing, you know, onboarding for a new job, and mm-hmm. I also had school stuff I had to take care of. Uh, but um, Hawkeye started last week. Ooh. Um, and not a moment too soon, because uh, this week's Chucky that came out on Tuesday was the season finale. Mm. And I'm just very concerned about its future, because actually the news... Well, it's not it's not news, but it's more of a no news is bad news kind of situation. Um, there was a big smattering of announcements for Disney Plus shows that are coming back. Uh, Turner and Hooch was not announced for a season two, and I'm like, no. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so bummed out. You've spent so many of these episodes talking about Turner and Hooch. 
I don't even know why I like it so much, but man, I just I really wish that show was coming back. Whatever. It, I will find I will find other shows. Um I mean, yeah, on the on that very same network. You know what? Hawkeye just dropped. Um for anybody unfamiliar, Hawkeye is another entry, uh number ninety thousand. Yeah. In the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, uh starring Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld as the titular Avenger. Um, and a young girl who's looked up to since she was a little kid, and that's respectively. Oh. Um, so this girl, her name's uh, Kate Bishop. Uh, she runs afoul of a group of Eastern European gangsters called, uh, very classily, the Tracksuit Mafia. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> but but like I I think I think they were, I mean I mean I think I think they were just named that like just like like that like that like that's like it's weird like that's like um they're not run. It's I, I don't think it's exclusively Eastern European guys, but all the guys we've met so far are Eastern European, hmm. um, <laughs> and it's not run by an Eastern European person. Um, and so I, I guess this track suits just happen to be their happen to be their um, their uniform. Okay. It's very it's very <laughs> it's very odd. Um, the name's actually a lot nicer than it was in the comics. They were the tracksuit Draculas in that one. I like that actually. <laughs> <laughs> Tracksuit Draculas. Um, but yeah, they're actually they're they're, they're actually they're actually kind of like a goofy like 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 because like because like usually like mobsters are like scary and, mm-hmm. and and they're a little scary in this one. But like they all have like this they have they they, they all they all seem to have like the same like 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 voice like voice tick where they keep like they they they'll, they'll call somebody bro like three sentences in the same like like three times in the same. Um, <laughs> they'll, they'll just be like bro, where's Katie Bishop? Oh, I found her, bro. <laughs> That's also how we speak in the newsroom. <laughs> uh, so the two of them have to uh, work together mm-hmm. to try and figure out exactly what it is these guys are up to. Um, if anybody's seen uh, Avengers Endgame, um, Hawkeye's family was uh, snapped away by Thanos, and uh, he went super dark, and yeah. he decided to uh, make it his mission to take down the people who he didn't feel deserved to remain. So he was going uh, he was going after he was going after criminals and mob bosses and stuff and um Black Widow has to go find him. I think he I think he's in Tokyo. I love Death Note. But it's it's it's, <laughs> it's honestly it, it basically is. Like he he takes on a new identity as a Ronin and he's just taken down taking down criminals because yeah, he he just thought that was that was his origin story. He's very very upset. Understandably, I mean, that his yeah. family, that is that his entire his entire family. It was it, it was like Wall's back. Like that, that scene in Endgame hurts to watch because like he's he's like hanging out with his daughter, and then he turns his back for like a second, and then, and then, and then all he sees is an empty space with like a little bit of like a little bit of like dust in the wind. I did watch that in theaters. Like I don't. <laughs> I like like as you know, I I I tuned in for the last two movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um. Yeah, and that was pretty emotional. So yeah, it's rough. It's 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 it's, it's ex- excellent filmmaking actually too because because it um a, lo- a lot of Endgame. No, I love Endgame, but I think a big part of my love for Endgame is the fact that I have seen everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I have seen everything. How? Well, at least at least at least in at least in the canon. Um, I think they 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 decanoned. I don't know if that's the term. <laughs> decan. I, I it mean, was, it was struck from canon. I don't know. In in, in a very in a very uh, Star Wars extended universe way. Retcon. Retcon. I maybe no. something like that. They just they, it's it, it it still exists, but it is no longer in the same universe. And honestly, it barely was before. All of the uh, Netflix series, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Defenders. Uh, those shows used to take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but drama behind the scenes the guy who runs marvel 
the guy who runs Marvel Studios doesn't like the guy who runs Marvel TV, who primarily works for the comics, and there's bad blood between them, and pettiness, and now those characters suffered because of it. It's... Yeah. Whoa. Gotta 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 got love those executives. I didn't know there was so much drama behind <laughs> the scenes with Marvel. It's ridiculous. Although you know what, um, the guy the guy the guy who runs Marvel TV, from all I, from from what I've heard, kind of a scumbag. Mm. So like, I, I I'm not mad at like at Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, for that. Um, he takes care of his people. Uh, he was he was actually like he was like outwardly and publicly on Scarlett Johansson's side for that whole uh, pay dispute with Disney. Ooh. Like he, like he, like he, he was, he was, he was encouraging her. No, go for it. Sue these guys. The whole, um, the streaming and. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that the fact that her contract didn't, didn't factor in the fact that it wasn't going to be released in theaters. And mm. they were like, well, you signed it. Cause they're Disney. Uh, yeah. I say that while wearing a Mickey Mouse sweater. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool Mickey Mouse sweater, everybody. It's uh, Mickey Mouse is a vampire. Wow, so cool. <laughs> You're so edgy, Tim. <laughs> okay, I've gotten far off um, far off message here. Um so the two yeah, so and I and and um these and these guys while Hawkeye, you know, going back to like two subjects ago. Right. Hawkeye went dark after his family was snapped away. And <laughs> He took on a persona called Ronan, who was taking down criminals, and at some point during that, I'm sure we'll explore exactly how that happened, because we're only two episodes in, um, he ran afoul of the tracksuit mafia. And um, now they're operating really hard again, and it's up to, and and now um, Clint Barton, that's uh, Hawkeye's real name, and uh, Kate Bishop are working together to try to figure out exactly what they're up to. Like I said, only a few episodes in. Um, I haven't seen episode three yet. Um, I've heard like really fun stuff canon wise happens in that episode. So I'm very excited. Um, but this is already one of my favorite of the Marvel TV shows. Um, first of all, I'm just a big fan of Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, she's rapidly becoming one of my favorite actors. Um, you know, I I I I I, I, I think she, I think I was I was gonna say I first saw her in True Grit, but I think that was her first movie. Mm. What what it, else? It was, would you... What else is she in? <laughs> um, I know she was in an Amazon series about Emily Dickinson. I think she played Emily Dickinson. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that either, but I've I've seen the artwork on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, eh, that doesn't look interesting to me. <laughs> uh, she was also in this uh, high school movie uh, where uh, Woody Harrelson plays her teacher called On Edge of Seventeen, which if you haven't seen that movie, seek it out. It is really funny Ooh, and also okay. super cringy too, but it's <laughs> really, really, really... It's really funny. Woody Harrelson is just... Woody Harrelson going back to comedy, honestly. Like you don't, you don't, mm. you don't see that too terribly often. Yeah. Like I think that, like as far as I can, as far as I can think, it's that. And there's an episode of Curb Enthusiasm this season that he's in, playing himself. Ooh. Um, but yeah, since since Cheers, he's gone very serious, and he's great. At, he's great in serious stuff. No, and, yeah, and Zombieland. Yeah. I can't forget Zombieland. I was just thinking about Zombieland. Yeah. Um, and also, even if you hate Transformers movies, like I do, Bumblebee is is surprisingly great. Cool. Yeah, she's yeah, she yeah, and, and so yeah, she 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 and um, Jeremy Renner have just amazing chemistry. Mm. Um, they just they, they 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 just have this um, they just have this like like she's super enthusiastic. He's just burned out. <laughs> and there's like there's, 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 there's this great scene where like and and, and, and and there's this whole thing where he's just like he's he's just like he's just like tired of everything and he's he's always been a little bit cynical just because he's like he's but he's he's the regular guy. You know, like the, everybody, everybody else in the Avengers has superpowers, and even like his best friend uh, Natasha Romanoff, uh, Black Widow, mm-hmm. even she like has like superhuman like combat abilities because she, you know, Black Widow get the, the the Black Widow movie gets into it. She was like brainwashed as a child, so she has like that kind of crazy 
that guy. So, so she has like she has like she she, she too has like superhuman combat abilities. Okay. Superhuman child trauma combat abilities. <laughs> of, yeah, it's not glorified though. I will say. Oh, okay. It sounds cool. like it's glorified, but no, it's 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 not. And she. She she gets she gets she 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 gets what she's due from that organization. I will say anyway. Ooh, okay. Um, but yeah. So so and, and 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 he always has to operate just like like a normal human being, unlike most of the Avengers, because he doesn't have the money, he doesn't have superpowers. So he's so he says so he says all right. Um, we're gonna get on this, but first we gotta get some supplies. She's like, oh, where are we going? Are you going to your? Are you going to your? Are you are we going to your safe house? Is it in, is it an Avengers Tower? And um and it turns out they're just going to like to like a little grocery store around the corner <laughs> and like he's buying like the, he's buying like a thing of q-tips and bandages and like isopropyl <laughs> alcohol and stuff because they, they just got into a fight with these guys and they're both kind of bleeding oh so they're in there and 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 she's like you know i'm a little disappointed this is weird and then and, and, and this conversation by the way is happening while they're in line at the grocery store <laughs> waiting in line at the grocery store and like and like it's like okay so first we're gonna get ourselves cleaned up and then we're gonna find a place to stash you and she goes stash me I'm not a bag of money no you're not a bag of money would be useful to me oh <laughs> it's, it's so funny but just so burned out <laughs> I feel that though honestly um yeah it, it's 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 a really it's a really funny show um it's interesting too because it takes place uh, during Christmas. So it's got just that vibe about it, but it's not Christmas. It's not necessary. I mean, it does take place during Christmas. There's a lot of Christmas aesthetic, mm-hmm. but there really isn't a whole lot of reason. Maybe aside from the fact that it's coming out during this time of year, and they want to keep it feeling like it's happening right now. Mm. I know Marvel likes to do that, um, but there is. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, Christmas imagery, a little bit of Christmas music here and there. But um, as a whole, I mean, it's 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 a crime drama that finds just the right balance of serious and funny. Um, but what's great is that it doesn't step on the toes of the serious stuff, and that is a problem that a lot of Marvel things have. They'll do something really really cool and serious, and then make a joke right after, and now that serious thing doesn't seem as important anymore. They've been getting better with with that, but they they do still like. Trip or like like trip and fall on their face sometimes. Mm. Um, honestly, the future is pretty bright for both uh, for both uh, the show and the MCU. I mean, just I mean, just I mean, I mean, just just look just look at Spider Man. I've already got. I, I I'm so excited to see that one that I couldn't I couldn't get him I couldn't get in with I couldn't get him with a group to see it. Uh, and my, my 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 brother didn't want to go, so I was like, you know what. I'm just on on that Thursday night. I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna like go on my own. I bought I I I got I got, I got a ticket for myself in a crappy seat at the theater near my house, uh. and I'm just gonna <laughs> see it so I don't get spoiled. <laughs> nice. And then I'll go back and see it again. <laughs> I'm actually really excited for Spider Man. It looks really good. I don't even. And honestly, I don't even care if the other two Spider Man are in it. I, I don't. There's think lots of like I'm Doctor Strange is one of my favorite Avengers, so I'm just excited oh. to see more of him. I'm just excited to be see more Spider Man. Well, that Spider Man's, I guess. Oh, and Doc Ock. Oh. All those guys too. Yeah, I, yeah. We, we don't. We. I, I was talking about this on my other podcast with my with my uh, my friend Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we we honestly don't need the other two Spider Men. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, it would be cool to see them again, I guess. But mm-hmm. like, we already have. We already have. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean let, 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 just going back to the Raimi verse. I mean, we're gonna have Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin and Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus in the same movie, interacting with They're each other. They're gonna out. I don't know who's gonna outshine who. You know, <laughs> I'm so I'm so very very excited to uh, very very excited just to see that. I don't need the other two Spider Men because you've already got all kinds of like crazy interuniversal crossover mm-hmm. happening. Jamie Foxx's Electro. I don't care all that much for uh, Amazing Spider Man two in a lot of ways, but he was great in that movie. 
Hmm. Jamie Fox is a good actor. Yeah, I'm. I'm. And I'm. I'm just. There's. 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 There's just a lot. And and then plus there's like. And plus it, it. It. It's looking like we might get at least a little bit of Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. <sighs> yes. Which I'm just like. <laughs> let's. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. I still need to watch Venom. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. This. 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 This movie. This movie is going to be. Fa- I, I, the conversation is going to be insufferable surrounding it. Like I. I already know the the level to which people are excited. I. I was. I was saying this on that other podcast too. The. 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 The, the vibe I feel in the air right now is the exact same vibe I felt in the air when uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi came out. And. Uh, oh, I. I remember the discourse. Been rough. Mm. Oh no! You don't need to remember the discourse. The discourse is still happening. It's still happening. Just the other day, just the other day, I opened up a Twitter thread and there was an argument and like lots of like disparaging and down putting of people who do and do not like the movie. Oh, if you don't like this, if if you like this movie, you're a Star Wars fan. Other groups saying, oh, if you don't like this movie, you're not a Star Wars fan. And blah 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 blah. And we're and it's guys. I don't want to be this guy, but. There is no objective reality to Star to Star Wars. It's all pretend. Do I need to do I, do I need to tell you this? Do I need to sit you down, guys? It's a movie, <laughs> guys. Guys, Luke Skywalker is not a real human being. He only takes he only takes the form of what writers put on the page for him to do. Like yeah, <laughs> he can like comic book characters change all the time. Yeah, you know that is very true. It, it's it, and 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 yeah and, and just just, just can, can can you just let some of us out here enjoy? What happened in that movie? Yeah. Um, I'm going to get to that movie very soon, by the way. Um, we're slowly working my way through the trilogies. Well, honestly, I think that you'll... I, I, I imagine that you'll probably... I mean, generally, you have an, a more open mind than a lot of people. But, um, yeah. but also, I think that because you don't have that childhood connection to Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. I think that you might be more open to the direction they take him. It gets it, it, it gets a little odd, and there is a specific moment that takes place in that movie, uh, a flashback that a lot of people deeply disagree with. And there's actually a lot of conversation on both sides with valid arguments on both sides about whether or not that was true to the character. I'm kind of excited, actually. <laughs> the, 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 the Last Jedi. I mean, like, like let's let's just not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I'm I'm not. I I, I, did, I, I said the same thing on um on Six by Six Theater uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not here to start any fights. I'm not going to say exactly how I feel about everything in The Last Jedi because I'm just done having that conversation. I'm done talking about that one. I'm done talking about Joker. I just, <laughs> I don't want to have this conversation anymore. I know Will likes to poke me about my feelings on Joker, but... Um, Will's a funny guy. Um, <laughs> he loves to poke constantly. people. <laughs> um, and so, and, and like... Um, I don't know. I don't know why he bothers. I mean, I don't. I don't. Um, I think he finds it hilarious. I don't react anymore, though. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Enjoy Joker. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe he's still just still trying to get a get a reaction out of you. <laughs> I was like, I was like telling him almost as a joke. We should, um, we, like, over the over the break, we should just do like a live stream full movie commentary together on Joker. Oh God! Just like <laughs> as it's happening. <laughs> Oh, oh, look, he just killed some guys and he's doing a weird dance to non-existent music in a bus station bathroom. What is this? This is gold. This is like peak, te- <sighs> this is peak movie making right here. Okay, well, I, well, I mean, I said I wasn't going to say anything about how I feel about Joker, but I think everybody knows how I feel about Joker now. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm really holding up this podcast. Uh, but so, yes, um, Hawkeye is very good. Yeah. <laughs> what are you watching, Leo? <laughs> uh, 
TLDR. TLDR. <laughs> Hawkeye good. Hawkeye good. MCU okay. Um, so uh, speaking of Disney Plus, um, I haven't given my money to Disney yet, but my girlfriend, uh, the only way to watch the Star Wars movies is on Disney Plus. So we got Disney Plus. Well, she got Disney Plus. And um, I've been watching The Owl House. Oh. Yeah. I mean, since it's depression season, I have been falling back onto to some of my old com- comfort TV re- rewatches like She-Ra and Futurama. And I do feel a Steven Universe rewatch coming up soon. Um, but The Owl House, I have been wanting to watch this for a while. There's two seasons out. Yeah, I've been, I've been curious about this one myself. I've come across it. It's really good. It is so good. I am so pleasantly surprised. Um, it's created by Dana Terrace, who storyboarded on Gravity Falls and directed on the DuckTales reboot. Ooh, I love both those things. Okay, I think, right? I think, I, think, I, think, I think I'm already sold. No, yes. <laughs> Tim, this is so up your alley. If uh, like the Even the theme music is very like uh, Gravity Falls-esque. Um, the animation sometimes looks a little bit like Gravity Falls. Well, let me just talk about it a little bit more. So it revolves around a weird girl named Luz Noceda. Uh, she's a D- Dominican-American, so cheers for brown queer representation. Right. Yeah. Always comes off as kind of disingenuous from Disney, but... Uh... No, I love Luz. Oh, my God. Like, she... She's so wholesome. She literally makes me like. She literally brings well, tears I mean, to I my mean, eyes. The, 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 I mean, I mean, that, that, that's not that's not to say that I'm that, that, that I that I that I that I think that she's a bad that, that she was a bad idea. What, what, what I what I mean is that whenever whenever Disney whenever Disney does any kind of representation, it's you um, know you know that they are not doing this the, you know because they need to progress with the times. They're no, like, yeah, no, we need to do it so we don't get in trouble. And at least they have the creatives who actually. No, trust me, I've been wise to Disney's <laughs> antics. I've been burnt so many times. But no, yeah, the, oh, Disney constantly being like, here's our first ever, not really, queer character. Yeah, it's our But s- guess what? They're a cop. It's like, sweetie, these things don't mix. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I think it's honestly, it's honestly worse than that in, in a lot of cases because what they, what, they, what they end up doing is it's like, it's like they, they, they say, oh, we have our first gay character in this movie, and they like widely publicize that in America, mm-hmm. and then they just, and then they just say, and, 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 and then it's just like super low key, like nobody actually talks about it. Yeah, and it's like we don't always have to overtly address, like, hey, this character is gay, like in the in the actual you know show or movie. It's just just show them like having like li- literally just living their lives, being their happy little gay selves. With like their partner or something, or like show like do some like ba- like some environmental storytelling, like you know they have pictures of them and their partner like all over the house or something. I don't know, just be yeah, just be be explicit be a, about it. Don't, yeah, don't, like because because that because that because that's the problem with 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 the way they do it. It's, it's mm-hmm. just it's just the character like it, it'll it'll be it'll be for like a second. One of the uh, Star Wars sequel movies. They made a big deal. Ooh, there's a there's a there's a there's a queer kiss in this movie, and it's like one second of it, like at the very end. And spoiler, everybody, for two character between two characters that you have never met. Ah, uh, wait, what? Really? That okay? All right. Yeah, and and they're they're <laughs> very they're, 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 it's always it's always very slight, and 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 I've, I I I think on this on this very podcast I've been like that. I've I've, I've I've been up on this before because they the the re, I'm pretty sure the reason they do it is because, um, yeah the chi- the, chi- the, the the Chinese government, mm. who is one of the biggest markets that Disney work that Disney works with, oh uh, yeah they are not fans 
of um of the LGBTQ plus community. I mean, neither and, is America. Or yeah, Russia but like, or but a lot like of... <laughs> I'm I'm fairly I'm fairly certain like it's like illegal out there. I don't know. I I I know I know it's a very very big deal, and like a lot of people like get offended when they see it in China. So like they will like they 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 want to make it as like low key as possible when they do representation like that in, for in, like in, international in, audiences. Yeah, so okay. that they can so that they can um so that they can release the movies out there without having to like cut anything down. Yeah, it is very, very lame. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't. Everybody who knows me, I don't like Disney. I don't like Christmas. I don't like holidays aside from my birthday and Halloween. Um, yeah, I just. I don't know. I just uh, I, I, I don't care. I, I feel you. I, I I I love things that Disney does. Some of their some of their creative projects. There's a lot. There's a lot that I. I mean, uh, I, once I save up enough money, I'm probably gonna get me in a Disneyland pass again. Um, you know, because I because I because first of all, there's a new Star Wars ride, and it's big <laughs> and it's brassy, and like there's like there's like vehicle changes inside of it. Like I need to, I need to get on this ride. Did not get a chance for the pandemic. <laughs> laughing at me over there yeah just a little bit i need to gather myself <laughs> there's a new star wars ride all right we'll take you to disneyland <laughs> no just kidding um all right so back to okay to yeah I, pol- I apologize for everybody <laughs> disney's disney's representation irritates me that's, 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 no it irritates me too which is why i'm really glad that we have loose because she is a little ball of sunshine and again she literally brings tears to my eyes with how wholesome she is um she loves magic she lives in her own little fantasy world because she's a bit of an outcast big relate um she'd much rather be reading about reading books about magic and you know magical girls and stuff and you know i also used to read books to escape the horrors of reality as a child so um <laughs> i love escapism yeah i feel you um one day instead of going to normal camp luce stumbles upon a magic portal that takes her to the boiling isles it's a, it's like a really cool magical place with its flaws of course um, there, she befriends Ida the Owl Lady, voiced by Wendy Malick, who also voices Bojack's mother. Um, she's an older witch who's always on the run from the law and running scams. So she's basically like a witchy uh, Grunkle Stan. That sounds so cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big uh, Wendy Malick fan. You know, she married Fraser's dad in um in in, in, in that show. What? Yeah, like like she's yeah, she, she's the last love interest for um for Fraser's dad. I didn't know that. I even I didn't even know she was on Frasier. That is so cool. Um, it also includes King of Demons, a cute little I think wolf demon voiced by Alex Hirsch. Oh yes. Oh yeah. And she also befriends several students from Hexite Academy, where she eventually goes. Um, like I said earlier, it's like Gravity Falls, but with a lot more magic and demons and gay stuff. Uh, ten out of ten, I would totally recommend. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of like some of these like 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 Disney Channel, Disney XD, XD shows, like cartoons that I need to I need to watch. I know the Mickey Mouse shorts, whole bunch of those I need to catch up on because those are watch those. really funny. Yeah. And um and um I, I I've I've I, my my interest has been a little bit piqued by um Amphibia too. Me too. I was just looking at that. I saw the artwork and I was like, "That's very Gravity Falls. I need to watch it." Yeah, I'm. I'm a little, and I, and I still actually I still need to finish um, Ducktales. Have not. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I think I think I, I think I made it through the first season, but then I lost track because um, I wasn't. Well, we we cut our cable. Aww. I didn't have access to it anymore. 
Dang, that sucks. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna check this show out. Probably probably over the break. Yeah, it's it's only two. There's only two seasons out. Um, they got approved for a third, which is gonna be like a whole thing. I think there's gonna be like specials or like. Oh, I thought it was over. Owl House. The third one is the third season will be the last one. Oh, but there's there's another season coming. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a lot like again, it's a lot like Gravity Falls. Very short, very quick. Um, very magical. Those are those are those are my those are my kind of shows. I mm-hmm. love I love I love a cartoon that's like that's like that's like that's like clever, weird, mm-hmm. and like weirdly a little bit adult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and actually, there are it, so it's a little bit eerier than Gravity Falls too. Like, Ooh. yes, the mon- some of the monsters are a little like actually kind of terrifying, and, and I like that. Like, I <laughs> I like when a cartoon can kind of kind of spook me a little bit because I'm like, oh wow, I didn't know you had the, you were able to have that effect on me. <laughs> All right. So what are we watching this week, Leo? Today. Or this week, we watched BoJack Horseman Season 5, Episode 9, Ancient History. Now, um, Wikipedia categorizes this show as an adult animated tragicomedy sitcom. Man, the English language is becoming a mess. You read my thoughts. Because <laughs> <laughs> just like, we're, forgetting, we're forgetting what these, like, portmanteaus mean. <laughs> like, I don't... A, a tragicomedy... <laughs> A tra- tra- I mean, I mean, tra- tragic comedy. Fine. It, it, it's it's a it it's it, it's a tragic story, but it's funny. I'm uh, I'm just like I'm just bugged life. by the redundant use of comedy. Mm. <laughs> because tragic tragic comedy, it's a tragic comedy. Um, but then we have sitcom, which is situation comedy. And I'm just like, mm. we're forgetting, we're forgetting, we're forgetting what we're forgetting what words mean. Oh my god, <laughs> tragic tragic com sitcom. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's what I was saying. Like, what what is happening? This like, well, what has happened to this language? I, I, I honestly think our, like, the American version of the English language is just irreparably broken at this point. Yeah, I don't like this colonizer the, language. The, I, the, 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 fa- the fact the fact that literally says in the dictionary it, 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 it means what literally means a a what literally means b not literally. <laughs> I don't understand, dude. English is just. Such a mess. It's just such a mess. <laughs> okay. So this episode originally aired uh, September 14th, 2018. So... Along with the entire uh, fifth season. I know, Netflix, I Netflix, like, Netflix, Netflix. Except for certain shows, I think, that are that come from outside of uh, America. Because mm-hmm. um, I know that ne- I know Netflix watch, well, works with, uh, works with uh, South Korea a lot. And they'll release some shows that come out weekly. But yeah, mm. in case anybody out there is unfamiliar, um, Netflix. Netflix always, re- pretty much always releases like all, all their original series. Um, all of their original series come out on the, 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 the entire season comes out on the same day. Yeah. I don't know if I love it. <laughs> yeah, because I know um, Cobra Kai coming out on Netflix at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And I know, I just know, two days later, I'm going to be done. Done, like, yeah. That, the same thing. <laughs> same with me. Anytime they drop something new that I've been waiting for, it's done in like... Four days or less. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. Um, so this show, Bo- BoJack Horseman, stars Will Arnett as BoJack Horseman, the titular character who has a lot of baggage, to say the least. He's the horse of horsing around. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we have Amy Sedaris as Princess Carolyn, his agent. Uh, Aaron Paul as Todd Chavez, uh, BoJack's and eventually Princess Carolyn's house guest slash housemate. 
Um, Paul F. Tompkins as Mr. Peanut Butter. Love who, Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, <laughs> I just love pe- Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> um, Mr. Peanut Butter is like, you know, very similar to Bojack, except he has like a positive outlook on life and good things tend to happen to him as opposed to like Bojack. He, yeah, he's honestly, he, he, he honestly seems to, I mean, he's, he's, he, he he does he does have his really bad moments. He does he does mm-hmm. some bad things here and there. But I oh, think yeah. as as a whole, I think he is generally a better and healthier person. Yeah, I mean he is just as flawed as Bojack. He just goes about it differently than Bojack does. Whereas Bojack is like self destructive. Mister Peanut Butter he, he he's a he's a golden lab by the way. So um, oh for... yeah, no, yeah yeah and that, and that reads <laughs> amazingly. He's very much a a good boy uh, that Mister Peanut Butter. And also Allison Brie as Diane Nguyen, oh, awesome. writer and one of Bojack's loves, love interests, but is also Mr. Peanut Butter's partner slash wife slash a couple other things. So, yeah, some background on Bojack Horseman. The show was created by Raphael Bob Waksberg, and the series originally premiered August 22nd, 2014. So, again, not that long ago, but sometimes it feels like a century ago. I want to give a content slash trigger warning at the top of this one. Um, This is an adult cartoon, so it deals with a lot of heavy themes. But um, BoJack Horseman specifically kind of gets really into the nitty gritty of things. This episode alone, I want to say, includes the opioid dependence epidemic, uh, substance dependence, overdosing, miscarriages, abuse and domestic violence, trauma, PTSD... Child star trauma, mental illness, um, reckless and self-destructive behavior, and a few other things. Yeah, we, we, we usually have content warnings on in the description of each episode, mm-hmm. but like I think we yeah, I think I think it, it's definitely very fitting that we do this one like out loud before we start this one mm-hmm. because yeah, the, it's it's like you said, Leo. This the warning goes deeper than usual on this one. Yeah, Bo, Bojack Horseman gets real. It gets yeah. way. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. It get, it get, it gets real for not just real for a cartoon. It gets real for like a gritty TV live action drama. Mm-hmm. Like it gets it get, it, it it's weird because like a show that involves this many puns, you would <laughs> not expect it to get this to to to, to 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 get to get this dark. Uh, this one actually, I would say, is a little bit light. I think I tried to pick one that was a re- light. Re- relatively light. It's no no Bojack Horseman episode is light light yeah on hard hitting stuff but this one is relatively light on hard hitting stuff so with that we will get into the episode recap um hope y'all are prepared for this cuz i don't know if i am <laughs> <laughs> all right so we open to a black screen we hear bojack's voice and again this is season 5 so a lot has happened up until this point so there's going to be spoilers as well um so we hear bojack's voice and he says, I don't know what's real anymore, and I don't know if I care. Followed by a blending of scenes from both Bojack's life and the filming of Filbert, which is um, a TV show he's on. Mm-hmm. The set looks exactly like Bojack's home because the showrunner... <laughs> no, the show gets wild, by the way, everybody. Yeah. Bizarre pop culture references. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> the, the showrunner went on a tour of David Boreanaz's house, <laughs> which was actually Bojack's house. In season one, Todd ran a scam while Bojack was traveling with Diane to New York. Um, the scam was a tour of David Boreanaz's house, but it's it's actually Bojack's house, but all of his things were labeled as David Boreanaz's things. 
and you know the scam was a hit. <laughs> it's just such a I I, I love I love a, I love a really specific pop culture references, yeah. especially when like they don't seem to really care all that much if you get it or not. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 I I I feel I feel like. It's, I'm sure it's not nobody, but I feel like you know that it might be a smaller, tighter group of people who know David Boreanaz by name. He was um, Angel from Buffy, by the way. Yeah, yes. and, and he also was the Angel Booth, I think, from Bones. I don't know. My mom, my mom used to watch Bones a lot. Yeah, he is Booth from Bones. That was that was actually the first place. I, no, 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 the first place I ran into him, and I've said this, and I've said this before. He played um, he played the main character of Final Fantasy VIII right. in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Forgot him. I always forget about that. <laughs> So weird. Yeah, David Boreanaz. No, um, this this show makes so many obscure references. Like even later on in this episode, Bojack makes like a uh, a regional reference to LA. He's like, I know a guy. South of Pico. Yeah, and and Holly Hawk's like, why are you? Why do you tell everybody these these references when nobody's gonna get them? Like who lives outside of this area? It's it's hilarious. Um, so it's the final day of filming for Filbert, a cop drama produced by Princess Carolyn, uh, Bojack's agent, like we mentioned earlier. Gina, his uh, Bojack's co-worker and co-star, tells Bojack that she doesn't really sleep with co-workers after filming racks, wraps up. So she breaks up with him and everyone leaves the set. And it's, it's, it's the only time we see him. I actually don't recall the name of the director of Filbert, but he played he played he's played by uh, Rami Malek, who kills it. Right. I forgot about <laughs> he's, that. He's, re- he's really funny and he's like a giant toxic jerk. He's really good. Like, like, and like, he only gets one line, but it basically tells you what you need to know about him. That um, yeah. um yeah, was, was, that's a wrap, everybody. I'm very proud of what I've done here today. <laughs> Oh my god! And the only time that like you really, you don't even really do- deal with him directly much either. Like it's always like Diane talking to Princess Carolyn about the guy or something like that. It's it's funny. Um, so after Gina breaks up with Bojack, um, in comes the intro music and the se- intro sequence. Um, the opening sequence updates with what's happening in the show. Like Gina is is in Bojack's house currently. Um, but when in his bedroom, it like flashes to like the Filbert set, very reminiscent of like the opening of the show um earlier so it always it always it always it always um ends too with the same like kind of ominous foreshadow yeah of um, him falling in the pool it's so funny because it's that's been the like the constant thing throughout the entire series and obviously we know why it's just mm-hmm. once you get to the end i i i, I love that opening sequence like, yeah. uh, like I, I honestly i would say it's iconic at this point like no yeah i totally feel that like i feel like the bojack's just dissociating while everything just goes on around him and me mood <laughs> yeah I, I can't really do it justice in words plus um i think we're we're we're, we're, we're i've been slowing us down too much um Look look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Very yeah. very cool opening it, sequence. Very cool. un, very unlike anything else I've ever seen. Very fluid, actually. It's really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I never I never skip the theme song because also the theme song just is awesome. It's just it's jazzy. I like it. All right, so we cut to Bojack picking up his half sister Holly Hawk from Air Bud <laughs> International Airport. <laughs> I love. I used to love Air Bud as a kid. The the yeah. The, this these these are the puns, everybody. Yeah, yeah. There's another one later on. I'll bring attention to it when it gets time. Cool. There's <laughs> they're everywhere. They're lit. There's a lot of visual gags in this show too, which is great. Another, I, another boy. I, I just mean another big one that I that I that I, that I, that I, that I personally picked up on that just kind of like made me chuckle, mm. even though it was very very stupid. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's Bojack. So Hollyhock is visiting because she wanted to see him. Aww. And um, when they see each other, Bojack is hesitant and distant and doesn't hug Hollyhock or really show much affection towards her. Like, he keeps his distance. 
Um, he also doesn't offer to help her with her bag because he injured his back doing his own stunt on the set of Filbert like four episodes prior. By the way, I just want to tell y'all, Hollyhock's <laughs> last name is, get ready for this, Mannheim, Mannheim, Guerrero, Robinson, Zilberschlag, Sung, Fonsarelli, McQuack. She has eight dads. She has eight beautiful fathers who are all in a polycule. I love them. They're my favorite. <laughs> They're all my fave. <laughs> Um, I also want to bring attention to um, the hesitance between Bojack and Hollyhock. Um, it's kind of sad because he has this deep fear of getting close to others and letting others in, um, even with his youngest, his his younger sister. And um, it's apparent again at the end of this episode. I just wanted to call attention to it now. Yeah, that distance, huge part of Bojack's life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that's made far more apparent in episodes, both before this one and after this one. Oh, yeah. Where we get a deeper look at how he grew up and some of the quote, that's this is seriously air quotes, values he learned from his parents. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's had. It's not an excuse for things that he's done, but on some level, you can kind of like you 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 can at least see the through line. He didn't just like turn one day. No, yeah, it's uh, there's reasons why people end up hurting other people. You know, it's yeah, it's it's that distinction between um, acceptable and understandable. Exactly, you can kind of see how he got there. Not even if even if you can't forgive him. Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of like nuance that this show deals with a lot. Um, which is another thing I really like that I feel like a lot of other shows don't really handle too well. I love nuance. Um, so we jump to Todd at his office job at whattimeisitrightnow.com. Stupidest website of all time, <laughs> which apparently also has a streaming a streaming section. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Did you just stream a clock? I mean, it, it, makes, it makes no sense because, yeah, they, they made Todd, like, right out of nowhere. I think he became the CEO. Yeah, yeah, he did. I... <laughs> Todd, he's wacky. He gets into wacky misadventures. That's Todd. <laughs> um, his friend and former high school girlfriend, Emily, walks in morose and tells Todd that she broke up with her hot fireman boyfriend. Oh, no. <laughs> Emily tells Todd that the sex was great, but the relationship she's had with these like sexy noble hero hunks, her words, sexy noble hero hunks, um, the, these relationships lack an emotional connection. Todd, <laughs> Todd's response is... It was the same with me and Yolanda. No emotional connection, but the no sex was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say that I love Todd and I love having asexual representation because, like, as soon as he said that, I totally felt it. I was like, kin. <laughs> yeah, and, and what, what I love, too, is that, especially for like, for, like, this subject especially, it's really nuanced representation. Too much media whenever they're representing anybody, they just stop at having someone who checks a certain box uh-huh. exist. Yeah. It's just, hey, they're here. It's a black person. You know, and it's just like... It's just like, wow, and, great, tokenization. And sometimes, especially with, like, asexual people, they make it a joke. You know, the person who is asexual is a weirdo. You know, it's like a lot of asexual characters you run into, the implications like, oh, that's just an excuse, not asexual by, not asexual by choice. You're just an adult virgin. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, there's a lot of like ace phobia. I, I think, yeah, there. I think, I think that's like that's we're 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 seeing like um, foreshadowing of another big movement. I think in the future, like I, yes. I think, I think that I think that like that like asexual, a, the, the asexuality. That's something that society just as a whole just the, the I, 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 I know a lot of people who are very who are very okay and open with it, obviously, mm-hmm. but. I think that like society as a hive mind, the zeitgeist, I guess is the word for that, mm-hmm. um, 
not ready to deal with it yet. No, they're not. It's, it's still it's still it's still okay to make really really crappy jokes that make people feel bad. Yeah. Um. I mean, like I didn't even realize that I was ace until like two, three years ago. Like the 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 culture isn't there. It's like it's all a matter normativity and allonormativity, where it's like, oh, the the societal or hegemonic expectation is like you have to uh, you have to like get with people like get married and then procreate like there's like there's like a certain guideline there's like unspoken rules as to how you're supposed to live your life but like how are you supposed to do that if you're like queer or if you don't like really identify with these 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 regulations it's i don't know and and it's like anything else there's a there's a there's there's a whole lot of there's, 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 there's a whole lot of other options aside because some people think it's oh you either like to have sex or you don't no, it's just you know, yeah. I, like <laughs> me, me personally, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ace, but I'm somewhere. I, I'm pretty sure I'm somewhere in between. Hmm. I don't know what that is exactly. I haven't really quite explored that enough, but like, <laughs> I feel that <laughs> mood. Yeah, no, um, no. I'm also in like the gray area. Um, I just it's easier to explain just asexuality as opposed to being gray asexual. It, this is a conversation for something later, but yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really hard, and I'm glad that they have like really subtle representation with Todd in this in this show because it's not a monolithic thing. Like nobody, no culture, no no person is like this monolithic thing, and they never stay stagnant forever. Like people are like multifaceted. People are like whole little universes on their own. So it's like you know we have contradictions. We I don't. It's just there's just so much to the human experience that a lot of people like to erase mm-hmm. i want to say yeah and i feel like we shouldn't erase them but yeah back on topic so the topic of unsatisfying relationships prompts emily to show todd an app that she made based on one of todd's endless ideas and of course todd doesn't remember pitching the idea because, because... He, he, he throws them out constantly <laughs> yeah. like that's that's on that's honestly like like a, like a, a, a solid category of his, of his of his dialogue he just Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, how about this? Consider this idea. Another another, like... another pun coming, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a dating app for asexuals. All about that ace. A play on Megan Trainer's All About That Base. Yeah, I forgot to I forgot to write into this, but I I, I I'm honestly really really curious about why why that. I mean, maybe maybe it's just because Sai's not ready to talk about it. Um, why I'm wondering, I'm wondering why that's not a big a big like thing that's happened is a, a, a dating app for asexuals i mean oh. I, I mean i mean i'm sure it exists but i mean like i mean like i mean like it seems it seems like it would be one of those things that would be like that would be like on the be like one of the most popular dating apps um there is one that i tried out um i didn't do it, use it for dating um i used it for like friends and like connections with other asexual people um, but it's called Ace App. It's just called Ace App, and it has like a little cake as a logo because cake is better than sex. Ha ha ha! That's the joke. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's cute. It's the only one app for asexuals that I've seen. But like, no, you're right. Like, I wish that it was bigger or that there was like more variety of like these kinds of apps. Yeah, we. So I, I yeah, it, it's just gonna have to. We're just gonna have to wait until the day because because that that's kind of is how it how it goes with social issues. Mm-hmm. You just have to wait until society is until 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 something happens in pop culture that makes society ready to have that conversation, and 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 then it just yeah. happens one day, and then yeah. Or we can take direct action into our hand. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> 
you can never. I, 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 I like, 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 honestly, I, just, I, I, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel like at this point, like with me, like, I, I, activism never worked for me. I think, I think, like, if I want to support something, I'll just donate money to it. At this point, like, just people don't like to listen. I don't like to jam things down people's throats. I would like people to accept this stuff more readily. But you know what? Everybody's like super stubborn, and like I've, I've even had that on like just like like super low stakes stuff, like 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 a like a like a um like a, like the, the video games that I've played where like I'm like man this game is really cool and everyone's like no it looks like it sucks and then like four months later that per that same person comes up to me and says oh you know what I um I played this new game you should try it's amazing and I'm and I was like you know what I'm not even gonna bother telling you <laughs> reminding you that I was the one who told you about that originally oh I'm I'm the person that will be like I literally told you about that literally exactly four months and five days ago this <laughs> is in, in twenty five minutes sixteen seconds. <laughs> Point zero 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 nine. I'm that person. <laughs> I, I will hold on to the receipts until my grave. <laughs> All right. So Emily also reveals that Todd was the best boyfriend she ever had. And Emily says, if only there was a version of you that I could have sex with, I'd be all set. Todd has an idea, but it's completely unrelated. It's something about gar- have printing menus on garlic bread. Um, it's unrelated to the current topic, and this leaves Emily feeling awkward and... Also, ouch, because um, <laughs> I also navigate relationships a little bit differently because Aero Ace, and um, it has given me so much anxiety over my life because, like, I used to think that I was, like, broken or something or, like, something was wrong and, like, I couldn't offer my partners enough and, like, a bunch of other silly things that I still kind of, like, deal with to this very day that I'm still working through, but just turns out I'm super queer, not broken. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not to get too much into my own stuff, but, yeah, in, in, in some of my less mature days... Um, far more recently than I care to admit. Um, <laughs> um, I've had people. I've had people. Um, I won't say. I won't say of what nature the relationship was. <laughs> but I've had people le- uh, level this, and this is again in air quotes, accusation at me that I am asexual. Um, and uh, you know, sex is such a huge part of media and culture and the conversation that yeah. I felt broken. I felt bad. I felt like I must, there must just be a, like a, a loose, non connected wire in my brain. Maybe I just didn't do that. Uh, I'm so sorry. No, it sucks. It really sucks. It's like, really, it's not a big deal. And I hate like the focus, the, the, the amount of focus on sex and romance. It's so tired and exhausting. Um, next, there's a lot of like quick scene cuts it's a half, half hour comedy that just comes to the territory yeah you never really realize it until you're writing a podcast outline for it um next we see mr peanut butter visiting princess carolyn at vim management where she works um it's the same day filbert wrapped up and he's already pitching what's next for him what a good boy he's thinking about something based on a book because everything's based off a book these days but Mr. Peanut Butter doesn't quite have the attention span for an actual book. That, but he does find something. Well, I mean, for all, I mean, I mean, I mean, oh, 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 oh yeah, it was, I was going to say he 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 had he had a tote bag from the bookstores oh and just buy that. Well, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> the the greeting card was in the huge tote bag. Yeah, he bought the tote just... bag. I mean, you know what? Supporting bookstores. Yeah, exactly. Good job, Mr. Peanut Butter. Good you guy. You go. You go. <laughs> I just love his whole thing. I'll just. Um, yeah, but books are books are too long nowadays. I'll just wait till the movie comes out, see the movie, then decide if the book based the movie was based on is like a good movie. I just I just I just love his earnestness. Like I yeah. he really does think that what he's doing here is, is logical. 
It's good. I love dogs. I love dog <laughs> characters. They're they're so great. Always written so well. Um, it's a birthday greeting card that says "Happy Birthday, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> the movie will be called Birthday Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Carolyn is, I mean, understandably confused. And this leads to another one of my favorite exchanges. PC says, what is it? And Mr. P- Mr. Peanut Butter, after picking up the card, looking at it, and handing it back to her going, mm, says, it's birthday dad. It's birthday dad, yeah. <laughs> and just and just uh, minor spoilers, I guess. Like, later on in the season, um, the, b- birthday dad comes to fruition, but I believe it's as a TV series. It's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> I mean, I'm ex- I'm so- oh, no, it was a movie first, and then I think they made a TV series based on it afterward. I think so. I'm still fuzzy on the details because... Uh... It's so weird. <laughs> There's so much that happens. They pack these episodes with so much, and each season ends up having so much. Um, so PB asks if he can get the movie rights, and P- and Princess Carolyn says that she'll see what she can do. Um, when she flips the card over, though, she realizes that the card is Ralph's, her ex-boyfriend's product. Oh yeah, yeah. They had a they they had a good thing going, but I think there was a I think there was a disagreement. I think about like family stuff. Fa- a disagreement about family stuff, and I'm pretty sure the fact that Princess Carolyn either had a miscarriage or could not. Um, I think get she, pregnant. Did she, did she? I think she had multiple, didn't she? Oh, she's pr- very prone to miscarriages. Ever yeah, since yeah. I remember, I, remember, I remember that. I remember that was a thing. It was yeah. It was there. There were there were, there were multiple ones. Yeah, that was a, that was a mess up episode. Yeah, there's a, there's an episode earlier on um, that it, it's, it seems like it's going to be about abortion, and, and then suddenly it's about a miscarriage. It's rough. Yeah, it's like really the, sad. Like the, like the <laughs> twist is that it's not one. It's not one very very touchy, uncomfortable thing. It is another, it, even more it's uncomfortable thing. Just so sad. This show is really, again, really heavy. Bojack does not mess around. It really doesn't. I mean, it does. But, like, when it's time, it's like, all right, guys, fun time's over. <laughs> like, um, every time, like, they they have a rule that they only use the F word once, the F bomb once in each season. And it's only when, like, somebody's relationship is completely ruined with Bojack. And it always hits hard. It always does. You always notice it. Um, we come back to Hollyhock and Bojack. Pulling up to Bojack's home, uh, they're having a pleasant time until Hollyhock reaches the doorway and starts spiraling into, I think, an anxiety attack. Her vision becomes unfocused, her heart rate increases, and she's frozen. God, I feel, like, anxious thinking about it. <laughs> um, Bojack says, you look, as if, <laughs> you look as if you saw Ghost in the Shell and you're Scarlett Johansson's publicist. <laughs> yeah, you, look like, you look like you've just seen a screen of Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> or look, yeah, you look, you've seen a Ghost in the Shell screening, and you're, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's, 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 I, I, I just love the way this line is crafted. Just from a writer's point of view, because it starts off like the normal. The nor- he says, "Um, you look like you you, you look like you just saw a ghost, um, a ghost in the shell screening, yeah. and you're Scarlett Johansson's publicist." <laughs> like it starts off like the normal phrase, and then it takes a, it takes a hard turn to a pop culture reference. And that's another thing that Bojack Horseman <laughs> does well. It's like, oh, it's going to be a regular turn of phrase. No, it's it's even it's even funnier than your regular turn of phrase. <laughs> Uh, and um, I want to say that Holly Hawk is experiencing an anxiety attack because um, her reaction, the way her reaction is illustrated, is pretty much how an anxiety attack feels. I have more experience than I care to admit with these. Um, we even see through her 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 first person perspective, and it looks like she's got like tunnel vision. Uh, things are kind of closing in. Things are kind of discolored, uh, or maybe she's going to pa- or maybe that means she's going to pass out. Um, yeah, it's a uh... 
it's really visceral. Like I love, I love that they how they illustrated it because like it got like a real reaction out of me. Like my hand started shaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I that, that, that was that, that was that was really well done. How they how subtly they how subtly they they visualized it. Um, it's not like most things. Like like I like I know Iron Man three is really really. Um, they're 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 really kind of boneheaded about the idea of uh, about the idea of um, of, uh, of like anxiety attacks because, you know, I guess kind of spoilers. That, um, I, I um, Iron Man almost dies in the first Avengers movie. He <laughs> he like he actually like is getting ready to sacrifice himself. Like there's a, there's a there's a nuke being launched, and he flies out. He flies out with it to, through like through a through a portal into space so he can get rid of it so it doesn't blow up New York. Okay. Um and. Yeah, he, he doesn't just bounce back from that. Like, he's actually kind of messed up from it. He has, like, some serious, like, anxiety and PTSD. Um, but what's really weird about it, though, is that the way, the way like, they, 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 don't, they, don't, they don't bother having him talk about it at all. Like, it's just every now and then he'll just, like, he'll just, like, freeze what he's doing, start breathing really hard and, like, gripping tables, and mm. then it just passes, like, a second later. He's like, all right, oh, all right, wow. okay, I, I, I can go back to function like normal. See, <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah, and that's and that's why and that's what I love so much about uh, about the way they do it in this show is that it, it's, uh, it's, it's yeah like she she it's very it's very it's it's very yeah she doesn't start sweating mm -hmm. she doesn't start hyperventilating super mm -hmm. hard um and most importantly she's not seeing things that aren't there because usually panic in TV shows they'll have like the person's worried about something and then they'll see somebody saying something mm -hmm. that freaks them out more and yeah. they think that's 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 a panic attack right now she just gets really nervous because that's what a panic attack is it's extreme nerves yeah no i mean like um as somebody who's been like diagnosed with PTSD just being in like the vicinity of certain places makes me freak out like like how hollyhock freaked out and yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't speak too much to this because I'm very fortunate to not. Ha I, I have, I have, <laughs> I have, I have some anxiety issues, but I, it's, 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 it's definitely relatively mild. I just, I just, um, all the, in my torso, I just kind of feel like, like I'll, I'll, this, I'll just be, I'll just be, I'll just be watching TV, and then suddenly my entire torso starts to tingle a little bit, and I'm just like, ooh, ooh, boy, <laughs> ooh what do I, uh, what do I do about this now? I'm like not. <laughs> And, and and then I'm just nervous about absolutely nothing, and I have to like just like I have to like talk myself through. It, and it takes me like two hours, being like, "What are you panicking about? There's nothing wrong." Oh, that's me too. It's unple <laughs> it's unpleasant, but it's very but it's very mild. Uh, and I can only I can only really imagine, but I and, and I can really only go by what by what TV does. But but even I can tell when some when 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 a panic attack is played wrong, I can tell when it's played wrong. Oh, another, yeah. another show that does a really good job with uh, with um, panic attacks. Is uh, Breaking Bad is a character that uh, uh, leaves the state to go do some work, and he to go to go some. He's a, he's a DEA agent, and he goes out to a different state to go and um, do some to go to, to go do some work. And I won't say what because it is like one of like the best pieces of like surprise horror imagery ever. Um, I'm trying to remember. I watched Breaking is, Bad back when it was like it's, coming it's, out. It's absolutely horrific. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what it was after yeah. the, after the podcast. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, he and 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 then right after that, something really bad happens, and a lot of people die. And he has this like extreme PTSD and anxiety issues um, later on. Like, like there's these scenes where, like, I think like after he gets after he gets back to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, where where the show most of the show takes place, uh, there's a scene where he's going to go with two of his coworkers to go and get lunch. 
and they go first and he's and they're already gone and he goes and gets in the elevator by himself and it seems like he's fine and he's in the elevator and you know they 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 play like this there's like this sort of like high pitched ring that breaking mm-hmm. bad likes to do mm-hmm. that's but that's that's just that yeah that, that that's that's not that's not actually like showing you any specific kind of um mental process no that's, that's just, just that's just that's just everything or just just just, just, just the, the, the the ringing the ringing is just a, it's just a, 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 um, a catch all way to show that, like, you know, reality is being blocked out right now. This person is single-mindedly focused on one thing. It's just that it, they they show they, they they made that choice. It's not true to reality mm-hmm. at all, but they just made that choice, and it's it, 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 it's applied in many different ways. So I don't think it was disrespectful yeah. to anxiety in any kind of way. But but yeah, he starts to he starts to have he starts to his his breathing gets a little ragged, and he's like gripping the gripping the elevator thing, and mm-hmm. the camera is going in and out of focus. And there's like the like they the, they have a lot of fun with cinematography in Breaking Bad. Like yeah, they, they love do. To, they love to um they love to like um they love to like shoot from like the, from like from like from like hip level like straight up, mm-hmm. or and, like attach a camera to a shovel. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, just because why not? Yeah, my my favorite just like getting getting off topic just a little bit. Um, I, I I love when somebody's like digging for something or burying something, and they'll shoot it through a pane of glass. Ooh, so that yeah. so that's, that's, that's because you you can clearly see that the dirt's attached to something, and it's mm-hmm. a really neat little visual. Anyway, yeah, um, they do a really good job with um. Yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm rewatching Breaking Bad, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I really I couldn't tell. <laughs> One of the greatest shows ever. I'm sure if Matt hears this, he'll get mad at me that I haven't. That I'm rewatching Breaking Bad instead of watching The Wire. I was just about or to Succession. say. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've actually been hearing a, a, several people on like a podcast that I listen to um, talking about Succession, and I'm like, oh okay, maybe I should, maybe I should check it out. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get around to it one of these days. But yeah, Breaking Bad also does a very good job, and, and Breaking Bad also has a very distinct style in terms of the way things are shot mm-hmm. and the way things are edited, and um, they do a very good job, I think, capturing capturing anxiety mm-hmm. in that show as well yeah absolutely it's uh, really visceral so holly hawk says it's weird to be back where bojack's mom beatrice drugged her and made her overdose it was with uh weight weight loss pills right mm-hmm. in her coffee yeah yeah poor thing um that was another one of those gradual things where it's like that that i didn't my best friend noticed um holly hawk getting thinner and thinner over this season before he noticed bojack's uh dependence happening and it was the opposite way for me. Like, I noticed Bojack's dependence before I noticed Hollyhock withering away. I don't know. I just... <laughs> I need to watch that show. I didn't actually... Well, actually, you know what my issue was? I wasn't really, like, watching, watching when I, was, when I had Bojack Horseman on. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it was, like, a super visual episode, like the underwater one. I love that one. Um, I was... Uh, I, would, I, would, I would have Bojack on, uh, and I would, be, I would be listening to it and looking up occasionally while I was playing a thing on my computer. That's so what I, I've been was, doing lately. I was, kind of, I was kind of not. I was kind of not um, catching like the catching like visual nuance. I think in a lot of that. Uh, I, I, I need to like I need to like watch watch BoJack Horseman again. You know, I think that's my issue too because I like to <laughs> I like to um, overstimulate myself with like multiple screens because I guess I just probably can't sit with myself comfortably or something. I don't know. Maybe I should talk to a therapist. But yeah, so I do the same thing where like I'll be playing a video game or working and with something in the background and I miss a lot of visual a lot of visual cues that'll probably be important later. Um but yeah. So um Bojack tries to co- comfort Hollyhock and tells her that it, that's ancient history. Ooh, wrong thing to say. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> and that nobody will drug her because his mom is dead. Yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten about that story. This show really, truly can be a nightmare sometimes. It really put you through the ringer. I actually, I, I've, so every time we do like some kind of rewatch, I do watch more of this of the show that we're 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 watching. 
uh, just to get more context and familiarize myself with it. So I have been watching BoJack episodes from the beginning, and wow, it's a uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a rough show. Yeah, you got to be ready for it, everybody. Like like like, do do, do, do you know, we'll, we'll 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 get into the dynamic between the two between the tones later on. Yeah, I, I have something to say about that um, later on. But like, but yeah, it, it, it's definitely it's definitely not the show that you might think it is on the surface. Yeah, I mean, just because it's animated doesn't mean it's, it's it doesn't get real. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, so Bojack suggests making new memories and Hollyhock asks if those can be pizza related memories. And so they go off and do their thing. Uh, we check in with Princess Carolyn catching up with Ralph over dinner. Um, PC lets it slip that she has a Filbert, not the same Filbert slash child that her and Ralph planned to have together the previous year. Uh, Filbert as in the show that she produces. Awkward. I don't know why they still laugh so much that Filbert spelled with a P. <laughs> Phil, Filbert. I instead of. How would you... I've never heard the name Filbert until this show. No, that's a lie. The comic, right? There's a comic... Never mind. Anyways. No, that's Dilbert. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all over the place. That sounded right. I wouldn't... I would, I would, I would sound <laughs> She's like, yeah, you're so correct, Leo. <laughs> Go off, King. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, yeah, I don't think I've ever even seen the name Filbert before before Bojack Horseman. It just, it just, it just, it just, see, it just seems like it just start with an F, right? Because it's because it kind of like it's kind of like a kind of like a like a like a like a like a nerdy like a nerdy person's last name. <laughs> Stop being so mean. I'm just I just I, I, I'm, I'm talking about vibes. That's not a negative thing. vibes. <laughs> Your vibes are off, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, Filbert is a very uh, dweeb name. Filbert, yeah. Uh, Princess Carolyn quick, quickly moves on to business because you know awkward. And she lets Ralph know that she wants the film rights or the movie rights to birth- the birthday dad greeting card. And Ralph, Ralph asks how it's a movie. And PC, <laughs> she grabs the card out of his hands, looks at it, gives a hmm, and hands it back to Ralph and says, it's birthday it's, dad. It's birthday dad. I just love when the show like just goes out Hollywood because like they've they've come up with some like, very like insane boneheaded ideas for no. like they're like 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 I mean sometimes they work out like yeah. um, when they like like when I first heard they were making a Lego movie I was like are you people out of your minds? Turns out it's one of the best. They make Lego everything else. <laughs> like well no you're right that probably could have ended up bad. I never watched it. <laughs> the, the, the Lego movie is really good. Like you, would, everybody you would, tells me that that one's really good. And I think Lego Batman's even better. Why does everybody tell me? Okay, I'm gonna have to check out these Lego movies. I guess even even Lego Ninjago honestly is pretty good too. I would I, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Oh my god, Lego! Why are you good? <laughs> <laughs> Those Lego games, they're great too. Yeah, and I've seen gameplay of the Lego games because <laughs> I'm lame. Um, the business dinner is interrupted by Tracy, PC's adoption agent, I'm pretty sure. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, she's super detached, by the way. Everybody. She's so like, yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> a mother wants to give up her baby at the hospital, and PC needs to get there right away. <laughs> yeah, like, I like what she says to her, too. Like, we don't say no to free baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like it's cereal or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like it's like like she's getting something with a coupon. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> we don't say no to free soup. <laughs> it's buy one get one free, Ralph. <laughs> all right, and then like and then Princess Carolyn panics and like she's all over the place. She spills her spaghetti on her lap. It's it's the whole mess. Um, she panics and Ralph offers to take her to the hospital since she's clearly too frazzled to drive on her own. 
We jump on over to Hollyhock and Bojack after they've eaten a few boxes of pizza. A lot of pizza for two people. <laughs> hey, they're horses. They need it's, to eat a lot. I guess. <laughs> they're five 500-pound creatures? I don't know how much horses weigh. <laughs> um, Hollyhock wants ice cream to smush the pizza down. Yeah, you know, sometimes you need dessert. And But Bojack ate it all, and she finds his labeled vodka bottles. He's down to one bottle a day. Woohoo! <laughs> Yikes. It's progress, though. Um, Hollyhock asks if that's an AA thing, and he snaps at her and says he doesn't need AA because he doesn't have a problem. She still wants ice cream, so she asks for the keys to his car, or to the Tesla. Um, she reaches into his trench coat, which is his Filbert costume. He's, it's not changed out. He has it. He, at, um, the, <laughs> the costume is, like, to signify to the audience that, like, he's losing his grip on reality more and more. Oh, I guess that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That sense. yeah. It's been a while since I've seen this season, so yeah, I didn't click. Okay. Yeah. Just like how work and home are blending because same scenery, it, drugs, a, a whole bunch of stuff. Right. Um, so he's still in his Filbert costume, and she pulls out the opi- opioids from his from his um, for his back. Um, Hollyhock starts to panic because she thinks the pills are for her, and she's like, "Oh my god, did you like drug my pizza or something?" Um, she has flashbacks, and she throws the the pills down the garbage disposal, and she immediately regrets it once uh, Bojack tells her those were his. Those were for his back injury. I love their, I love their, I love their exchange. She dumps them in there and she's like, oops. And Hollyhock, those are for my back. Wait, for real? Yes. Oh, then actually oops. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like, I <laughs> I really do feel bad for Hollyhock because, like, she's she's just reacting like any other person with, like, PTSD would react if, like, when they feel like they're in danger again. It's just, like... Except this time she's, like, trying to take control of the situation before she can be, like, harmed or taken advantage of again. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah, she's she's just – it just didn't pan out like she thought because she was never in any actual danger. <laughs> so, oops. I kind of like how, I kinda like how the um... – yeah, you know, there's, there's 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 a little bit of like there's a little bit of like red flags and foreshadowing going on here because yep. um, it, it didn't occur to me the first time I watched this. Hang on a second, why does he just have those in his pocket? That's medication. Don't you usually just don't you like because 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 I, I I know for me if I have medication I have to take multiple times a day and I have to go to work or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't bring the whole bottle with me. I get a Ziploc bag and I bring yeah. my doses that I'm going to need later on in the day and I keep them in my backpack. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll take them later. Yeah, carrying carrying the pills is a super red flag. Yeah, I don't take my whole bottle of antidepressants with me everywhere I go. <laughs> That's weird. Um, he says, "Oh my God!" He does reveal that he has to take them like every three hours, which is a lot for opioids, isn't it? Yeah, I think he like might a be. lot, a lot. I kind of think that maybe he's full of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, oh my God, my dad bro- fell from like. 23 feet and he broke his entire face and like yeah he's fine he's alive um he's just he's gonna get his teeth replaced um, <laughs> my dad's lived a life like even when my dad like destroyed like broke every bone in his face except for his forehead and like shattered his like his like wrist and like hand bones he still would refuse to take the opioids like unless he was like absolutely could not take the pain and yeah because he know he knows like Everybody knows, like, about the, you know, prescribed opioid pandemic. I yeah, I I, I feel that. I know that if I that if I had a really bad injury, yeah, I would try my best to just to try to deal with it, see if I could like get by on like, on like on like just like the the you know the smaller the smaller maybe just extra strength pain like not pain mm-hmm. painkillers but you know the pain relievers. Yeah. And I would just try to see like can can I just go to the doctor, and get a controlled dose because I don't I don't want I don't I wouldn't want those in my house no god no yeah um 
not like I don't trust myself. I just don't trust others. So next scene, we cut to Diane's student studio apartment where Todd drops by to ask for advice. He wants to repay Emily for doing something nice and making the asexual dating app, but he doesn't know how to repay her. When Diane asks Todd um, about Emily's interests, she, he tells her she's really into sex. <laughs> her, I love one, her one and only personality trait. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny because they really do kind of make that, aside from like her dope programming skills, like she's like a dope programmer and a great friend to Todd kind of, and she really likes sex. <laughs> she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't really get a whole lot of development. No, no, and which is really sad because it's like she really fall, falls into that whole like, two-dimensional love interest trope oh i also love diane's response like oh good for her it's it's good that she knows her body before any anybody else is gonna get to know her body Mm -hmm. and todd is obviously confused because sex (laughs) but it does it does he does suddenly get an idea from the exchange and um he heads off to the junkyard to go build something i I, I just love how just like detachedly confused diane is that he's like he's like he's like that's it (laughs) <laughs> to the junkyard. <laughs> and it's just like, always glad to contribute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know with Todd. You never know what you're going to get with this guy. <laughs> All right. Um, we come back to Bojack trying to scrape some of his medication out of the garbage disposal with no luck. Hollyhock ap- ap- apologizes for throwing them out, and Bojack says it's okay. Um, it's not, and he clearly guilts her multiple times throughout the episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He says her generation was brainwashed by McGruff, the crime dog, and Hollyhock corrects him and says and tells him, "No, it's actually because your mother drugged me, drugged my coffee, and made me overdose." Yeah, <laughs> that's why I have PTSD around pills. Um, so they try to think of how to get more painkillers, which is not an easy task since opioids are so addictive, and they're usually there's usually strict regulations on the refills. But Bojack thinks he knows a guy, and they go on their way. This is where they make that South of Pico joke, and yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, remember Princess Carolyn and her ex, Ralph? We pop in on them again during their drive to the hospital. They have an honest and kind of bitter conversation about PC deciding to adopt after they broke up. Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, obviously, um, Princess Carolyn had her had, had her reasons. I'm not like I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not like I'm not like I'm like totally taking one side. But yeah, definitely, I'm, it, it's very it's very balanced. Yeah, because I can definitely see where Ralph is coming from. I mm-hmm. probably I probably feel at least a little bit of a twinge too. Yeah, no, because like she, because again, she was adamant about carrying out the pregnancy herself, but she couldn't because she's like really prone to miscarriages, and she didn't want to do adoption because she. There's some there's some people feel like it's like a failure of them on their part, you know, which totally isn't. It's just your body, bro. Um, and like the 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 whole thing didn't work out, and like eventually the relationship dissolved because it, there was just so much emotional baggage after all the stuff between them. But yeah, it's really quick. Uh, we cut back to Bojack and Hollyhock now at now in Doctor Who's pediatric office trying to get something for the pain. And yes, they make the oh, they, not in this episode, but they make the joke that you think they're going to make many yeah. times actually. Think, so many times. Many times. <laughs> so many times. This 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 show will take the chance to make the joke and run with it. Uh, so Bojack and Doctor Who haven't seen each other since Sarah Lynn's funeral. Spoilers. Um, Doctor Who was one of Sarah Lynn's drug dealers, and unfortunately for Bojack, Doctor Who got clean after the funeral. Uh, he went to re- rehab, and for, he went to rehab for like 30 days. He's clean. He's like a whole new doctor. 
Um, and he even goes as far as to say, like, you'd have to be a lost, a pretty lost cause not to get clean after that. Ouch. Yikes. <laughs> and Bojack's just sitting there like, aha, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, so Bojack and Hollyhock plead their case and tell Doctor Who that Bojack actually needs the medication because he has a herniated disc. Um, Doctor Who doesn't buy it. And so the journey continues. <laughs> I love how specific they are, too. That whole thing they're like, oh, yeah, her, um... Um, she it was like oh, my 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 um my my um my mother my mother put painkillers into her or put put weight loss pills into her into her coffee and yeah. and she and she overdosed on them and her eight dads had to come and had to come pick her up and whatever whatever and all that stuff. Um, do you know how many times a week <laughs> I hear that story? Really, that exact story. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's it's just it's just hilarious. And also just um a, a couple of things just before we leave the scene behind um. Um, it's so corny, but I feel, but I feel like it's kind of smart joke construction because we meet, we meet Doctor Who and you remember last time we met Doctor Who, they made, you know, Doctor Who, the BBC series jokes, yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> and, and it was, it was honestly like a, like an Abbott and Costello routine back and forth because they were getting confused. Cause I, cause I think, I think actually the show Doctor Who came into the conversation after a while and it was like going back and forth and back and forth and like nobody knew what, who was talking about what. And like I said, it was it was it was like who's on first. It was like yeah, <laughs> it's it wordplay everywhere. Um, I love that there's not a single like pun about his name until the very end when Doctor Who says, "This Who won't get fooled again," <laughs> and um, it's corny. But you know what? The Who is my, one of my top five bands of all time, so I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> also, I enjoyed the fact that um, um, they had Ken Jong voicing the Doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, he actually does have a medical degree. Yeah, so that's funny that you mentioned that because, like, I'm thinking back to the times that he was cast as, like, a doctor, and I'm like, oh, that's probably why then, right? Or Yeah, I think before he went to acting, I think he was actually, like, a practicing, like, physician. I love that. That is so cool. Good on him. Dreams do come true, everybody. <laughs> he got two. He was a doctor, a doctor and a successful actor. I can't even. Anyways. <laughs> Emily is over at Todd's, actually Princess Carolyn's place, and it's dark and there's candles everywhere. Also, Todd is in a robe. Emily thinks it's going to be something romantic, but is disappointed again when it turns out there's a blown fuse and Todd just didn't get the chance to change. <laughs> I have I, this is off 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 the outline, but like I totally understand. Like I feel like there's like a lot of mixed signals that get like. That there's a lot of signals that like fly over people, mine or like somebody else's heads. Like before, I realized I was like ace and stuff. Like <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, my friend just is like really cool with me, and like they actually like me. And I'm like, oh, I totally didn't get that. Whoops, maybe I sent them the wrong message a while ago. You know, mm-hmm. just that whole that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So poor Todd, I feel him. Um, the reason that Todd invited Emily over is because he wanted to show her the sex robot he made for her, <laughs> Henry Fondle. <laughs> Destroys me the name. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, strange and specific pop culture references that don't connect to anything. Uh, Henry Fondle is made of a vacuum, a speaking spell toy, which how did he find a speaking spell toy? A blender and a plunger and various sex toys. And they're, and they're all like they're all, they're all like held together by packing tape. Yeah. It's uh it's a shoddy piece of work. Um he, he even has pre-recorded sexy phrases he'll say at random intervals. <laughs> Not to mention. <laughs> oh no. Stop. 
high powered the high powered loop cannon. It makes this god awful god awful kind of like blasting noise, and like it covers the entire coffee table. The whole coffee table. It is so disgusting. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that you bring it up, but, you know, it has to be brought up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's a, it's a real piece of work. <laughs> so, um, Todd created the robot so Emily could stop dating boring guys, his words, boring guys, and still have sex. And to also show Emily that he cares about her needs. Um, by the way, Henry Fondle gets a whole story arc after this once he's created. It gets out of hand, yeah. He's very out of hand. Um, I want to say that I thought it was really, the robot was a really sweet gesture, like, no, and he, really he practical. To- he totally 100% met well. Todd, Todd is 100% a good guy. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, it's, it's, it's gross because it's from a dump, but still, it's... <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 fair, I'm fairly certain Todd is not... Uh, aware of sterilization techniques. Um. Mm, y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just that's just that's just like a fridge moment. <laughs> like you're just like, huh? Mm. Yeah, it's probably a good thing she didn't use that. Yeah, in many different ways. Yeah, I mean, executed properly, I think the ro- sex robot would have been a great, practical, lovely gift. Um, Emily is shook, and Todd doesn't understand why. Um, she doesn't want to have sex with a robot. She wants to have sex with Todd, which baffles him <laughs> and I'm like kin mood <laughs> before they could speak more Henry Fondle knocks over a candle and starts a fire not that not a big fire but you know fire um one of one I, I, I love to like what a little later on when um when the um one of her, her ex-boyfriend comes and for some, <laughs> for some reason he's a, he's a fireman for some reason not wearing a shirt under his suspenders <laughs> I love it it's it's hilarious. I'm here because I, I I'm here because I like the thrill of putting out fires. The art of putting out fires. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I respect the, I respect the art of putting out fires. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm like, I didn't know fire firefighting was an art, but go off, King. <laughs> um, we go. <laughs> we're back with Hollyhock and Bojack driving around looking for drugs. And she's, like, college age, like, barely entering college age right now, like, 18, 19. Um, Hollyhock is worried that Bojack is still mad, and she apologizes again. He assures her that everything is okay and that maybe it will be a great story that you could tell other people or whatever. So Hollyhock asks where they're going to find drugs, and Bojack says he's going to Gina's to see if he left anything there. The coast should be clear because Gina should be at a book club, and he's also surprised that he knows her schedule at all and all her book club drama. Gee, it's almost like if you spend time with people, you kind of learn more things about them, Bojack. Why? He was he's, he's confused by this. He's so he's confused. Like, why, hang on. Why do I know this? He's like, what? Why? And, and, and he, he, harp, he, he like, uh, drives it in a couple times, too, after, like, the first time. Like, why? Why do I know this? It's, yeah, it, it, it's with the same tone as, like, when I, like, when I, like, when I, like, squeeze off, like, the name of a cat's character. I'm like, why? Why did I retain <laughs> this? Why is this in my brain? I can't remember phone numbers. Me late at night when I can't sleep. <laughs> oh, those intrusive thoughts late at night. <laughs> All right, sorry. So they make it to her house, but when Bojack finds there's no key under the mat, Hollyhock volunteers to sneak around the back while he's lookout. To Bojack's surprise, Gina shows up. Mm. Woohoo! 
Her book club switched their meeting days to Thursday now. Thursday is now to throw off Nicole, the member who keeps suggesting long Italian novels and then doesn't read the novels. How does Bojack know these things? <laughs> okay, so to keep Gina from uh, from seeing Hollyhock in her home, Bojack distracts her by talking about the relationship. Yay. What a great topic. Um, however, his talk with Gina is eccentric and campy because he's trying to communicate where his pill's possible whereabouts are to Hollyhock in the background of the of the home while in the foreground he's trying to distract Gina. <laughs> um, he, started, he, uses, he uses phrases like, you are top shelf, Gina. We need to search everywhere in this relationship, <laughs> even maybe the junk drawer. <laughs> The kitchen, the, the even the bathroom cabinet. <laughs> so, you, you, yeah, you can see how that pans out if you haven't watched the episode. Um, and, of course, it works, and Gina buys it, and she totally thinks that they're having a serious conversation. And Hollyhock finds a bag of pills. Coincidentally, when Hollyhock finds the pills, and when Gina asks if Bojack wants to be in a relationship, he, at that moment, he exclaims, yes, in triumph, but not in agreement to Gina. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gina is excited. I feel so bad for her. Oh, my God, yeah. I feel so bad. Gina is excited, and Bojack tries to flee right after getting what he really wanted. And so she gets, she opens up, and she gets vulnerable with him, and she says that she's had 28 onset flings, and no guy has ever confronted her about having a real relationship after filming wrapped up. And she's even said that she she even goes on to say that she's internalized it and she felt like she didn't even deserve like a proper relationship, which is like really sad. Really messed up, yeah. But uh, and then she's like, oh, but, you know, maybe I do deserve it. Maybe we both deserve it. She tells him, which is uh, I mean, like, it's so sad because, like, it's a really serious moment for Gina. And like, I feel, I feel like the humor here is supposed to play down the fact that this is actually like really uncool and manipulative. Like, and I know that Bojack in the series is the bad guy, and nobody's like supposed to like him really. But um, if people just like stop and think about this scene for a second, Bojack is having his teenage sister sneak into his sort of girlfriend's home to look for painkillers. Like, they just broke up like that day, and he he's showing up to her house. Yeah. Um. To keep Gina, someone who actually wants a more serious relationship with him, from finding out that, you know, from finding from finding out that you know he has somebody sneaking into her home, he leverages something that means a lot to her, even playing on her insecurities and and vulnerabilities, and with and he doesn't even realize that, and um, maybe it's to create the visual. I think like maybe the humor is like to create the visual effect or to like kind of distract the audience, like. Um, to to Bojack slowly or subtly succumbing to his opioid addiction or something like that. Yeah, that's um, that's uh, that's something that the show does a lot. Actually, it's kind of like baked into its DNA. Um, mm-hmm. Looking back through it, um, something like this can be a joke. It can be it, it can be a joke, and it can be. And I, I think I think you're meant to think about the humor and about the you know serious implications behind it. At the same time, because a lot, a lot of comedies will do really messed up things, but it's just supposed to be funny. You're not supposed to be thinking about how dark that actually is. Mm-hmm. With this show, I think they do want you to be thinking about both, or at least like they want you to realize both later. Mm-hmm. You know, a bot- like, st- stuff, stuff like stuff like this, and stuff like a bottle of liquor for every day of the week. You know, that's like something you'd see in a Simpsons episode. But Homer's alcoholism doesn't hurt people in the Simpsons, mm-hmm. so it can be treated like a silly little bit. But Bojax has real consequences, and so there's a little bit more to it than there's a little bit more to it than just than just that. It's a red flag when you see those when you see those um, those 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 those, those, um, those vodka bottles. Yeah. Um, 
and I feel I feel it too because because the vibe I've always gotten off of BoJack Horseman is that you know there's enough about BoJack that's sympathetic enough um, mm, where you mm-hmm. kind of just you know you you can kind of understand where he's coming from and you want him to you know repent for his actions you want him to become a better person you want him to stop hurting himself and the people around him yeah um and you know and 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 you're and you know, he, they're, they're doing they're doing jokes with him and you're laughing and you're having a good time and by this point you like him enough that you know he's almost he's almost like that friend you have that you're watching him slide yeah down, down to rock bottom mm-hmm. and you want to stop him but I mean, in, 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 I mean, I, I mean, I mean, honestly, we're watching him on a TV. But honestly, it's the same thing in real life. If somebody, oh, yeah. if somebody's sliding, and you try to tell them to stop, you, they're not going to listen because they're they're not going to realize there's a problem. And I think, and I think that that the the the, the show uses um, it's you know it's it's you know the, the animal puns and the funny pop culture references and the crude art style. It, I, I think it wants to lure you into that sense of security. It wants, it, yeah. It, 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 it wants you to like, like, just desperately deep down want this show to be the show you thought it was going to be originally. Yeah. I but um, you want you want BoJack to get better, and now it's just a fun Hollywood sitcom with with morphic animals. But unfortunately, yeah, it just it just you, you're you're not you're you're probably not going to get what you want. And yeah. it's a, it's a really fun interplay between between two different kinds of tones. Instead instead of being a funny show that gets serious sometimes, it's a show that kind of um, much in a way that like a lot of my favorite horror comedies use comedy against you. Mm-hmm. This show uses comedy against you. It's a it's a, it's it's a tool to make you sadder when things yeah. when things get like I'm, I'm I'm telling you everybody like do not go into BoJack Horseman lightly. Yeah, mentally prepare. <laughs> keep a keep a sunlight lamp near you in these uh, dark times. <laughs> this the the the, the 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 writers of this show they're they're in there with the specific purpose of really really gut punching you. Oh yeah, like they they are they are they are probably not your friends. No, um, this <laughs> <And> you, is <laughs> yeah. You 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 need to be ready because yeah, like they they are they are specifically trying to lull you into a, into a false insecurity. And then things just get real, real messed up. Like so quick, too. Things spiral out of control, and you're suddenly in a place where it's you're you're suddenly sobbing and shaking while you're watching this cartoon. It's a lot. It's a lot like Seinfeld, but darker. Um, you know, I, I I I really don't think there's that many people out there who can like wholly 100% relate to BoJack. Mm-hmm. But I think that everybody sees a little of themselves in BoJack, but you're not yes. supposed to like it. Yes, yes. It's, and, a, it's a cautionary tale. That, that's, that's what BoJack Horseman is, it's a cautionary tale. Yes. So when I was, when, uh, so I was watching this, like, I was waiting for, the, for the, the seasons to come out, and I was, like, I was watching them, I was binging through them, and I remember all the discourse around it, and, like, mm, before season five, I want to say before season five, people were doing that thing with Rick Sanchez where they were, like, idolizing him and being like, yeah, I'm just a messed up guy, like... Oh, I'm dysfunctional. There's nobody that can save me except for like true love. But even then, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, and that's why the fifth season happened. And kind of like it, the fifth season kind of addresses the attitude of the show and how viewers see the show and internalize like the main really problematic character. Yeah, you're not you, you, again, like a, a few, a couple episodes after this one. Um, they get into that um, specifically, like how you're not supposed to like this guy. 
Yeah, you're I mean, not supposed to be like him. I mean, I mean, referencing again my more immature days. These were these these luckily were further back than the last instance I mentioned. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, in high school and stuff. I mean, yeah, the, the, there's a especially 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 like 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 me. I grew I I I, I um I am I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a straight I'm a straight cis I'm a straight cis male, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, society crams a lot of, of ideas about that down your throat, and um. When society is just shoving that down your throat, and you're and you're being told that this is that 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 this is that this is what masculinity really is, characters like BoJack, characters like Rick Sanchez, all the uh, characters, even sometimes like Walter White, yep, in Breaking Bad, there's a there 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 is a very tempting romance to that kind of it's 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 very unhealthy, but yeah. when you're but when, when you're in a certain mindset, that seems very very attractive. Like you think I should be miserable. Because if I'm miserable, then I'm getting stronger. It's kind of like, um, I mean, if you, it's, I feel like the expectation is like if you can't pull yourself out of that yourself, like by your bootstraps, then you don't deserve it or something like that. Or it's, it's something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just there. It's just in general, just like this. And and, and 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 I know too. Like I would like in high school, I would like talk to people about things that were bugging me and stuff, and they wouldn't try to help me. They would just say, um, "Oh, screw you!" I had to, you know, I, I, um, I, I'd be like, "Man, I only got like five hours of sleep last night." No, screw you, man! I only got four. <laughs> okay. Like it, it becomes a competition. I'm suffering more than you. I am stronger than you. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate the, the suffering Olympics that people love to play in this culture. It's like, can we all just like take a moment of solidarity and just suffer in silence together for yeah, a just, sec. Just, 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 yeah, just, just, just admit, yeah, and I have a lot of friends now who I, who I, yeah, like, they're, they're, they're willing to just let me vent, you know, they're not <laughs> yeah. going to say, I, I live a worse life than you, no, it's a, we just, 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 yeah. I'll just try to feel better. Yeah. But yeah, just with this show, um, just going back to the show, um, it is just very, um, this, this, I think, this show, I think, is the most right way that kind of thing, that, that kind of thing was handled because I think mm. the show, the show really does show. Like basically, it's a lot. It's a lot like it's a lot like um, it's a lot like Rick Sanchez and Rick and Morty, except that BoJack isn't portrayed as you know a badass and super smart or anything. He really is just an insecure Asshole. little person, and oh. <laughs> he. Um, just kidding. <laughs> and he. Um, yeah, we 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 watch him suffer because and Rick and Morty occasionally gets into it, very occasionally for like a second. But even then, Rick and Morty's not that kind. There's of show. there's there's one there's one episode specifically, the end of the one where he was um where he he meets up with his um his ex who was a hive mind. I was just thinking about there that was one. yeah there's a, there's a scene at the end of that one where yeah it's this very like like it, it just I I guess kind of spoil it. it it's a it's a suicide attempt. Yeah. But it is painted as like tragically beautiful. Ugh. He's so tortured. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate the whole. I hate the term tragically beautiful. <laughs> I can. I can never say it seriously. I'm, I, I always have to be either. like, yeah, it's, it, it's just a dumb, dumb thing. Every time I want to say the word seriously, like my brain just goes, "Say it ironically." Tragically beautiful, or I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, it just, like, it glamorizes the suffering, and it's like, why do y'all want to suffer? <laughs> like, that's that's not healthy. Yeah, to get back on track. <laughs> so Bojack speeds off and says he'll call Gina to talk about their relationship later, and Hollyhock jumps into the car, and they make their getaway. 
Um, Bojack nervously talks through his options with Gina, but just settles with the, you know, I'm sure everything's going to work out fine. I'm sure I won't scar her for the rest of her life. No foreshadowing or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's kind of it's kind it's kind of cool too because it's like it's a it's foreshadowing, and it's also a callback to um, that other thing he did. I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil that one. That one's big. Mm, oh 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 oh. Okay. Yeah mm, yeah. Yeah. Let's not, yeah. Let's not get too far into it. Um, but yeah, there definitely was. Bo, Bojack Bojack has scarred before, and basically that line tells you Bojack has scarred before, and he will scar again. He's done more than just scarred. Um, oh no! But I, 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 yeah. I, I to put it at the very least. Uh, so before we leave her behind for the episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to Gina's voice actor, um, Stephanie Beatrice. Um, most probably know her as uh, Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine Nine. My where, wife. You know, she's really funny in, but she's rapidly becoming one of my favorite actors just in general. Uh, she was recently in the uh, new Disney musical um, Encanto, mm-hmm. um, and her voice is just unrecognizable in that. Like she, like she's she, she she's like 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 the the the, the, the fact the fact that she ha- that she can have like Rosa Diaz mode and then like Mirabelle mode from Encanto. She, I, I, I could not hear her. She also has a fantastic singing voice, which though I already knew from actually this show. Yeah, later I, on this season, there's a there's a there's a musical number. Oh, dude, that's cool. I think you told me about that actually. Um, I I love Rosa. I'm so gay for her. <laughs> I'm so I'm glad that she's getting um she's getting out there. Um, ooh, uh, turns out the pills that Hollyhock grabbed were not the ones that he's looking for. So Bojack throws them out, throws them away. I love the animation when he throws the pills away. Something about this movie made me laugh. It's like, it's, it's, it's the way, the way, it's like a little bit of CGI we had. It's kind of like, yeah. like shit. They didn't really know how to animate something being thrown far away very quickly, so they just made it get smaller. It just looks really funny. Um, he throws them away, and he and he has another idea. Hollyhock asks if Gina needed those pills, and Bojack responds, "Nobody needs pills." Jeez. And this is another thing I love about the show. Um, like, I like that they try to make the audience think about our relationship with medications, or at least like, like I don't know, because like earlier, earlier Bojack said that he needed the pills for his back. Now he's saying, "Oh, nobody needs pills and stuff like that." It just um, makes you confront like your relationship with certain things in life. Like, oh, well, like under what circumstances would this person like would somebody need pills like you, she could have definitely actually needed those pills like <laughs> yeah yeah so we we're finally back we're finally at the hospital with um with princess carolyn and ralph pc asks why ralph didn't call her after she kicked him out he tells her that she could have called him and pc jokes that the lesson is to not listen to her a valuable a more valuable lesson would be communication works both ways everybody yeah <laughs> Oh, my God. I love this show because it's like it's just me getting frustrated at people not talking about their feelings or not talking to people about things. And it's like, can y'all just like say to the person that you have an issue with what's and that, on and, your mind? And, 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 and really, that is where the tragedy comes from in the show, mm-hmm. that these people are just not that in touch with their feelings or with each other. I mean, OK, so like it's Hollywood. That's a, that's a whole thing, by the way. We don't need to get into it right now, but it was at one point Hollywood, but yeah. it becomes Hollywood because of a big event that happens in season one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so it's Hollywood now. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's also, like, um, some commentary uh, by the show. Like, oh, when you're in, like, a big city or when you're a famous celebrity or when you're, like, you're a hotshot or something like that. Um, you don't have a lot of time to connect with other people, really. Not like genuinely, not on like a real level. So. There's just so much superficial, um, super, um, superficial um, communicating that you have to do. 
and that, Bojack does it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 a sad show. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Bojack and Holly Hawk are now in a shady canal where they filmed the drag. I love this scene. This whole scene. <laughs> where they filmed the drag race in Greece. Um, it's dark, and Holly Hawk needs to be at the airport in two hours. And Holly Hawk even asks Bojack, like, is this really how you want to spend your t- spend this time? It's so sad. Um, Bojack responds basically with the, we wouldn't be here if not for you. Ah, jerk. Yeah, I know. Um, a dr- <laughs> Here's some, some humor coming up. A drug dealer shows up and thinks Bojack is a cop because of his Filbert costume. A real cop, Meow Meow Fuzzy Face, shows up. <laughs> Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face. <laughs> I had to put his whole. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I, I, I had forgotten what his name was till yesterday, and so I, I actually looked it up, and I actually was just like, "Oh my god, this is great!" It's Meow Meow Fuzzy Face. Um, he shows up in a in very not a cop gear. <laughs> We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> the, dr- the drug dealer takes the bait, and the cop shows, and all, and cop, and a bunch of cops show up from all angles. Okay, I'm just, I'm just gonna go just like a quick list. Please I, do. I, everything Please that kills, do. everything that kills me. Um, so first of all, he's wearing a baseball cap that just says "teen" on it. <laughs> Hello, fellow teens. Like, he's gonna, yeah, it's a Steve Buscemi and Thirty Rock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, he has a yeah, but, and just, it just like just, there's just so many like things that don't like that just don't like add up to each other. Yeah, he's wearing he's wearing a yeah he's wearing a, a baseball cap that says "teen" on it. He's wearing like a frat boy kind of polo shirt, which is so tight that it clearly shows his badge underneath, which Bojack points out. Um, he's riding a police Segway <laughs> a duct tape X over the over the like, a, a badly placed duct tape X over the police logo. It's still partially exposed. <laughs> yeah. And the and, and the kicker is when he says is when he says, um, and are, are there any are, are there any illegal pharmaceuticals um, for sale here? And please speak into my lollipop, which clearly has a wire taped to the back. It's not even subtle. It's. <laughs> So he's totally not a cop. <laughs> oh my god, the visual gags just kill me. And just no, and 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 just obviously, I think the cherry on top is that this works. It's it <laughs> he gets the drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. It's so funny. So Bojack and Hollyhock run away because you know it was a, it was it was. And I want to call it an ambush. I don't know the actual word. A, a sting, I think. A sting, sting, sting operation. A sting operation. Um, what are you, a cop? (laughs) (laughs) Bojack lifts his sister over the fence and climbs over himself, and he runs off. But Hollyhock pauses and notices this because he's been harping about his back all day. But we'll we'll obviously get back to that later. Um, We're back at the apartment with Todd and Emily. Doug has put out the fire because he respects the art of putting out fires. I just think it just kills me. He's a firefighter and he's not wearing a shirt under his suspenders. They're supposed to be hot or something, right? <laughs> Firefighters are hot. That's the consensus, right? <laughs> oh my god. Todd apologizes to Emily and tells her that he thought maybe if she had a different way to satisfy herself she sexually, she'd um she'd want to spend more time with him. Like they did in high school, um, they consider they talk about like, well, what if we dated now? And so like they consider that and what it would look like. Um, Todd says, oh "God, I love Todd so much." Todd says they'd hang out like they do now. Emily would be his favorite person, like she is now, and she'd be the first person he'd tell if something good happened at work. And um, Emily is like, "But then I'd have sex with the robot." <laughs> 
<laughs> and she's not keen on it. And then Todd's like, yeah, you're right. Um, I just want to say Todd is just my kin. The way he described how he pictures their relationship just, like, melts my heart. It's I, nice. It's so cute. <laughs> like, that's ideal. What's wrong with that? Um, Emily chimes in with an idea. When she was making the app, she learned that some asexuals do have sex and asks if Todd would be willing to try. He's not interested. And, yeah, uh, like, well, I'll get into asexual represent- representation towards the end. Um, she asks if Todd's got any other ideas. Todd, sa- T- Todd in Todd fashion says, what if marbles were cube-shaped so they don't roll away as much? And Emily says, no dice. Puns. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going back real quick to Breaking Bad. Um, I, 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 it's something that's been occurring to me recently watching this show mm-hmm. um, about... Um, the, the, because, 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 by the way, everybody, um, Todd is voiced by Aaron Paul, mm-hmm. who famously played uh, Walter White's partner, Jesse Pinkman, mm-hmm. in Breaking Bad. He's, like, staggeringly amazing in that show. I mean, everybody, everybody is overshadowed by Brian Cranston in that show, but there are a lot of great performances, and, and yeah. Aaron Paul is fantastic. No, I, I love Aaron Paul. I love, Jesse Pinkman is actually my favorite character in Breaking Bad. Yeah, I think there's a reason for that. I, I, I think I can I can, I can understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, without getting too into the nitty gritty of the character dynamics of that show, um, his, his yeah Jesse Pinkman is honestly in a lot of ways in Breaking Bad he's like the only good person mm-hmm. in that show. Like every everybody else kind of everybody else kind of like has all of these flaws and they and they go through all of these very negative changes throughout the entire show. Um, he makes huge mistakes before we even meet him, and even bigger mistakes after we do. Yeah. And he does some very horrible things. But unlike everybody else, when he does these horrible things, um, and I guess this maybe is a soft spoiler, it's not really. It's, it's, it's telling you something that doesn't happen. He never lets it corrupt him or change who he is. Yeah. No, he, that's true. There are the, he, 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 takes, he takes at least a couple of lives. He kills some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never, it never like, totally, like, he, 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 never, he never hardens to it like, like, like someone like Walter does. And when the cards are all laid on the table, um, he, he's just about the only character at the end of the series who's recognizable. Everybody else has all the dynamics have mm-hmm. been shifted. All of the, like the core family is pretty much entirely broken up at this point. Oh yeah, and um, you know, and and, and um, it's heartbreaking because they were because the the, the 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 whites and the traders were so close. Yeah, it's but it all just so yeah sad. things get very very bad. I won't say exactly how. Um, Todd, I think. And it, it actually it actually makes me feel like really good watching the show because Todd I feel gives us a glimpse of what Jesse Pinkman Pinkman could have looked like if he hadn't have taken that wrong turn when he was younger if he hadn't have gotten involved in the drug trade and hadn't have gotten involved with that toxic bald man um, <laughs> toxic bald man that that's a Breaking Bad should be called is toxic bald man. <laughs> Toxic, toxic bald Only man with masculinity. AMC. To- AMC's toxic bald man with masculinity issues ruins things for everyone. <laughs> Anyways, um, um, he could have he it, it, if he had been allowed to live a healthy life outside of this uh, outside of this horrible world. Mm-hmm. Because we, we 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 do get glimpses of that when he is dating a he dates a character for a little while played by a Kristen Ritter, and you know they're 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 and until things take a very dark turn. They're they're fun and they're cute together. Yeah. Um. He dates a girl. He dates a he dates a girl with a son. I, a little while. I love and, it. And and you know they, there's there's like this scene where they're out getting food, 
and he shows him that he shows him that uh show, and, and and he like shows him that thing with the um where, where you you coil up the the straw wrapper my dad does and then you that. put that on the yeah and, and, <laughs> and like the kid's like blown away and he's just like such a pure nice guy my dad still does that to this day for my four-year-old sister <laughs> Oh yeah, he's so wholesome. And just and just and and, and it's just funny that he that, like that light persists despite the fact that you know he's making drugs and being indirectly responsible for ruining lives. And it's not he's not he's not he's like, like he like Todd, Todd and Jesse are just they're 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 like yeah it, it, I think I think I think you put a fine point earlier when I was talking about it. They're like AU versions of the same character. Yeah. And this is kind of like what a healthier. I mean, he there are, there are some parallels because. Um, Todd and Bojack live together yeah. at the beginning of the show, and uh, yeah, that that gets messed up. It, Bojack's just a really bad influence on people, mm-hmm. so maybe not maybe not quite as bad as Walter White, but <laughs> I, you know, I I, 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 would, oh. I I would say close to a lateral move, okay, but maybe just a l- couple pixels down. Mm, no, okay, Walter White. I, I, I just think Walter, Walter White has been directly responsible for taking more lives than Bojack has. I don't think Bojack's ever murdered anybody. No, he hasn't. Sorry, I had that's, to think that, about that's, it. That's, 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 what I, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, well, not, Walter not, direct, White, not Walter, directly. He, no, he is... He is, he is, he is no, there, there, is, there is one big event, I think, in the second season. Mm-hmm. He is 100% responsible for that. Yes, Indirectly, he didn't actually do it, yeah. but he was... And, of course, that comes back to bite him hard later. Uh, for the rest of the se- the rest of the series, actually. but I, but I mean, like it comes back directly oh, yeah. to bite him at the end of the series. Yeah, um, the, y'all should watch this show. <laughs> this is really great. Yeah. All right, so we're back at the hospital. PC is holding her new baby, um, the single mother Bridget. Uh, that's giving up the baby. She doesn't believe that she can raise raise this kid alone, and that's why she's giving the kid up for adoption. Um, she thinks that PC and Ralph are together, and she believes that the baby would be better with a family with two parents. Um, Ralph tries to pass off like they're a family, like, oh, yeah, me and my wife are going to take care of this baby. And Princess Carolyn tells him not to lie, but Ralph says he actually does still want to have a family with her. However, PC's plans have changed, and she wants to raise the baby alone, but, you know, because her plans have changed, Ralph's not included in them anymore. It's really bittersweet. I... It's, 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 it's messy. It's yeah. Messy, yeah. Very sad, yeah. Um, Bridget is so inspired by PC that she decides she can raise her baby on her own and takes him back from PC. Princess Carolyn has like a whole speech. I'm not going to like repeat it, but she has this whole speech where it's like the love of the love that she has for this child is enough for her to like. It's giving her life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then after that, the, the 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 mother is like, you know what, JK, I want that baby. Like you've she's already like she already grew an attachment to the child, had it had the child in her arms and then it was ripped away. And I'm like. And like I don't think they I, I don't think people really like I don't think that it was um illustrated to be as traumatic as I'm pretty sure that probably is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the writers just didn't think of that. Yeah, cuz I think they just played that as a joke and Yeah. Yeah. Um because I know a lot of, I know a few people who um either can't uh bear children or like just just don't have children and like um, it's a really hard process trying to have a child and like when you have a prospect and like that prospect is just like taken away it's like losing a child so Bojack and Hollyhock made it back to made it back to the car um, Bojack desperate asks if um, Hollyhock's friend has access to drugs but she starts questioning him questioning him about how um, he was able to help her over the fence if his back is hurt 
of course, he gets really defensive and tries to manipulate and gaslight her mm-hmm. and eventually says he's in pain and always has been, implying that he's just numbing himself to the pains of life, which, you know, yeah, I mean, sometimes it happens. Um, it's a shame, but it happens. Yeah. Um, Hollyhock says that he should take her back to the airport because she's, uh, she's not she's just not vibing anymore, obviously. They've, gone, they've had a whole day. Cut over to Ralph asking if, um, if if Ralph asking if he can wait with PC while she waits for her cab. She agrees, exhausted and defeated. Cut to Bojack. We're getting the near near the end, so like all the cuts are getting like briefer. Bojack drops off Hollyhock at the airport. They apologize to each other. Bojack says it's possible he doesn't need the pills. Kind of admitting that. I guess he's getting closer to figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> And he thanks her for caring about him, which, ugh, sentimental stuff. It's it's so hard trying to connect with people. Um, she's worried about him. Hollyhock is worried about uh, Bojack and suggests taking a semester off to take care of him. But he is like, he's not having any of that. He's just like, no, go to school, do the college thing. Because I mean, it's it's you don't want to be a burden to your family or to anybody around you. Like if you're having issues, like well. <laughs> I can relate to not wanting to be a burden to family or friends and being like, no, I can deal with it with it on my own. Um, and just being like, no, you don't have to like set your stuff aside for me and stuff like that. But it's like because I do that sometimes I'm like, I just cut off all support. And also just because like your family doesn't mean you ha- also have to put your life on hold for family. Um, like also talking from like Hollyhock's perspective that that message is kind of like repeated throughout the show like just because y'all are family just because y'all are blood doesn't mean you owe them anything which is very very true as somebody with some dysfunctional family members <laughs> hollyhock makes bojack promise to only touch pills if he needs them and if he gets hurt again and only if a real doctor prescribes them for him and he's like yeah okay sure you got it she tells him i love you but he can't say it back and it's just this is what I was talking about earlier in the episode. Um, even after she shows that she cares about him, and he still can't bring himself to get close to others. And I think maybe he feels like he really doesn't deserve it after that day's events. Um, which is really hard when you like don't have a very high opinion of yourself or like a very high self-esteem. Like you do something not okay, and like you feel really bad about it, and you feel like even a, an even bigger burden. <laughs> And you're like, why? I just don't even deserve anything at this point. You know, it's it, it's like yeah. it's it's a whole cycle. I, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, you just spiral. So all the 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 episodes closing. Todd decides to check out the Ace dating app. PC hugs the car seat in the back seat of a cab. Ouch. I know. And Bojack is experiencing withdrawals. Um, we close on him at an intersection, kind of. Um, yeah, no, like visually experiencing withdrawals. And he decides to drive into moving traffic and the episode ends. Yeah. Um, Ooh, rough ending. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, my God. As soon as I saw him in the car and as soon as I saw like him at the intersection with the cars going by, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, I like that. I like that kind of like that. that, that kind of, it's it made a little on the nose, but I like that. I like that metaphor, too, that it was specifically at an intersection where he did it. 
And instead of going oh. one, instead of going one way or the other, he decided to throw himself directly into the worst possible thing. Like he made the worst choice he possibly could at that probably three-way intersection. That's really funny. That's that's a good one, Tim. Wow. Great. I'm probably just being pretentious and making it up, but. <laughs> I'm a film student, by the way. <laughs> Guys, he's had guest. <laughs> no, that's cool. I didn't even consider the whole inter- the actual intersection of his choices. I know I bring that up to my brother. Ever. I was like, that is just, like, I hope that's not true because that is dumb. <laughs> and I'm over here like, wow, that's so artistic. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's because my brother's lived with me for his entire 22 years. And I think he's just, <laughs> just hearing me say this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I completely relate to you. He's just so tired. <laughs> Look, I am such a nerd with, like, cartoons and shows. Like, even when I make my siblings watch them for me, I'm always like, by the way, there's this thing. And they're like, you're such a loser. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's uh, start wrapping this up. Leo, how did you feel this held up? (sighs) Okay. So BoJack Horseman, obviously, is a show that will take a fragment of your soul every time you make it through a season. (laughs) It's an adult cartoon that deals with the really ugly and uncomfortable things in life. Does not shy away from the realities of them. In fact, it runs at them headfirst. I um, I haven't watched the fifth season in a while because that one deals with um, someone spiraling into addiction um, with some graphic violence against women. And I have... Um, I have an experience similar to Gina's. Um, I also deal with chronic pain because I also have like a messed up disc in my spine. So this season's a little too real, despite it being a cartoon. Uh, I chose this episode mostly because of Todd, my darling baby boy, but um, but also because of um, the relationship dynamics in this show, or in this episode, I, w- I should say. There's, they focus a lot on relationship dynamics throughout the entire series, but I feel like I, 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 this one really stands out to me. For example, some of the dynamics are like PC and Ralph finally having some dialogue about how the relationship ended and what that means for them now. Um, I feel like they kind of matured from that bit just a tiny bit. Um, They didn't give too much service to it and there still wasn't a whole lot of closure or like a whole lot of progress for each of those characters. But they got something. And sometimes that's just how life is, I guess. (laughs) Um, Hollyhock and Bojack's strained relationship. They're half-siblings with an enormous age gap, um, trying to connect and make something good out of the muck pile that they both kind of came from. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's really difficult trying to form relationships with, like, estranged family members when you have toxic connections. Um, there's Bojack and Gina's relationship. Gina isn't seeing the red flags because she's so hungry op- and optimistic for this to work out because she's had so much bad luck in the past. Bojack is too jaded and high and honestly self-centered to realize what he's doing to her or what he will do to her. And um, it's, it's, it's a really nuanced approach to how unstable and abusive relationships come to be. Because um, people don't like... I, I have my own experience like in different ways. But um, people don't enter um, abusive relationships like under those premises. They're not like... You know, like, like not... You don't really... You don't always see the red flags like they're not always apparent um i once saw like some social media post that once said something like with rose tinted glasses red flags just look like flags i heard that it wasn't that wasn't that from this show was it i think so. oh I my know, god i know i know i was watching something fairly recently 
where that exact line came. That's up. funny. I think it was. I think it was from this show. I don't remember who said it or what the context was, but I'm fairly certain it's from BoJack Horseman. Well, then if it's from BoJack Horseman, it's from this show. <laughs> no, yeah, like I remember, like that that little bit like does stick out because it's like, well, I mean, that that's a good metaphor. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, there's Emily and Todd's whole relationship. Um, you, for one, you don't see like a whole lot of Arrow Ace representation in, in hits like BoJack Horseman because like it really took off. It got so popular like immediately. I would say that this show has done a satisfactory enough job around asexual people. Um, and if like anyone disagrees, y'all can at me or DM me, and I would love to hear what you have to say. Or, or at the very least, it's just a good attempt at somebody who is operating from the outside. Mm-hmm. Trying to be compassionate because I, I, I really think in, in, in a lot of ways that's just kind of how it, that's just kind of how it goes from people who are trying to like write from the outside. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to you just have to be compassionate and you have to just hope that you're not missing something. And that's why I try to I try to ask more questions than 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 make statements because there's a lot of context that I've I've said I've said it a million times as the as the as the as the Hessis white guy I don't have a lot of context. There's a lot of things that just don't happen to me yeah. because of those boxes that I checked. Wow, must be nice, Tim. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Still feel that now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Dang it. Um, this is why people need to also hire like queer and uh, people of color for their stuff, which I'm sure like um, the writers of BoJack Horseman do. But I should I should have looked into that a little bit more. <laughs> In instead of explaining everything about like asexual community communities or like asexual people, the show throws like little tidbits of information here and there. It's even explored a little bit more later in the show after this episode. Todd is um, one of the more relatable characters in the show for me because like even though he's like maturing throughout the show, he's still very childlike, um, and like that's. It's, like, very queer because of, like, this thing called heterotemporalism or whatever. My, my viola's going to, like, tell me I butchered the, the term or whatever. <laughs> but basically, like, like I mentioned earlier how, like, so there's societal expectations. Like, there's a societal, like, timeline expectation or something like that. And queer folk fall out of that timeline because it's, like, we're on our own. We're – a lot of us still – I still feel like a teenager, man. <laughs> I'm just going to say I still feel like a child – um, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a house. I'm not married. I, I'm not going to have children. Um, I, I'm just super queer. And like, a lot of us have to wait to move on with our lives because of, you know, either oppression or like discrimination or just not going through things the way that we're supposed, quote unquote, supposed to go so we have to do things the long way around or we have to do it because like we figure things out so much later in our lives it's um i don't know i don't know when i'll feel like an adult <laughs> honestly or, i don't like I don't, a person I, I don't i don't even know if that just happens at all i i i don't, I don't think anybody ever thinks they're ready for anything <laughs> uh yeah i just i don't know like like like, like every like everybody thinks in, in, in every community honestly that mm-hmm. you just turn a page one day and suddenly you're like oh i'm an adult now i wear I, I i i wear suits i make lots of money i have a house you know yeah. I'm, i am i am that tv show adult i just the human experience is just so complex and i feel like the expectations are just so limited um but yeah this is still a fairly young show but i think it's aging quite well i think so um based on like those relationship dynamics that i mentioned based on the subject material like they handle it very well 
And um, even with, like, the substance abuse, they don't, like, even though BoJack, a lot of, like, people who are dependent on drugs are painted as, like, demons or monsters or something like that, um, BoJack doesn't need substance dependence to be a pretty bad guy who makes bad decisions, though. 100%, yeah. Yeah. It's just a culmination of things for BoJack. But, yeah. Um, how do you think this this episode uh, holds up um, well on my end it's kind of tricky for me to talk about this show holding up because as you mentioned it's a very young show mm-hmm. um it's very recent and it's also very specifically of this time yeah like like i like i really do think that like in 30 years if we're if we're gonna ask like what was one of the defining shows of the 2010s and i think like oh yeah bojack horseman 100 percent. like that one was really that show was really like blazing a trail in terms of like, having conversations about certain subjects. Yeah, I and do it did remember it in that. this goofy show about anthropomorphic, um, <laughs> you know. But yeah, but but honestly, yeah, it, it's fantastic that in the last ten or so years, media has taken a, a, a turn into being more open to talking about very serious issues. You know, racism, misogyny, substance abuse, mental illness. The mm-hmm. list goes on and on and on. And mm-hmm. this show, as I said, right at the front of all of that. Um, and I do love a good and I and, and I, I, I was talking about this earlier. I, I love a good manipulation of genre. Um, I and the, and the show is a fantastic example of that. It, it it takes things that can be taken and you know things that have been. The, the there's a bit just like the bit at Gina's house in a Christmas episode of The Simpsons. That's I mean I've seen bits like that like in so many things you know. Yeah, it's a silly bit, but we can but 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 with both BoJack we always see the consequences of those actions. Yeah. Um and. One thing I, I'm one thing I'm always about is BoJack rails against the idea of the status quo, and it allows and it, it, it allows change and growth to happen while at the same time allowing for self-contained episodic stories. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because because that, that's the rough thing is that sometimes shows get a little too serialized. But what I love about shows like this one about Big Mouth is that if anybody ever decided to like you know franchise those shows out and say you know hey Comedy Central you want some BoJack episodes hey TBS you want some Big Mouth episodes. Hmm. Obviously, that will, Big Mouth probably couldn't happen, but um, <laughs> but like they, you, you could take those shows, you can air, you can take, you, take, you can take those episodes, you can air them out of order, and they would still work. They're all very episodic, and they're easy to they're they're, they're easy to consume on an episode by episode level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tightrope walk that is beautifully done in this, it, it, beautifully done in the show, and it's definitely always going to be in the conversation of one of my all time favorite TV comedies. Despite how bad it makes me feel at times. Ooh, yeah, same. <laughs> right, so I'm gonna wrap this up because uh, my laptop is about to die, and oh. I don't want to lose the I don't want to lose the plugs. All right, let's so do can, this. That concludes our last episode of Rerun Shuffle. Uh, make sure to keep an eye on this podcast network. Uh, check out our other shows. Uh, there are two other shows that exist on this network. Uh, there's Field of View, which is a sports podcast. Uh, focusing mostly on local stuff with uh, Brian Calderone and Jesus Coronel. Uh, and also, I. I, I also um, co-host a movie podcast with our um, arts entertainment editor, uh, Will L.G. Stevens. Uh, it's called Six by Six Theater. Uh, this week, uh, we talked about um, Encanto and 8-Bit Christmas. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure to check out our website, viewpointsonline.org, and you can find us on Facebook, uh, Riverside City College Viewpoints, as well as at Twitter and Instagram, at RCC Viewpoints. Uh, where can the people find you, Leo? The people can find me at Chupacabral um, on Instagram and Twitter. That's C-H-U-P-A-C-A-B-R-A-L underscore. And uh, you can find me at Nacy Tim. Uh, that is spelled N-A-C-E-Y. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, that is going to do it for us this time. Uh, we will see you next week for the season finale. 
Thank of, you. Uh, we run shuffle. We're yeah. gonna be done soon at the end of the semester. Woo! <laughs> All of you who didn't listen, you're gonna miss us. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're gonna be, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna catch up over intercession and be like, man, I wish there were new episodes of this. And then I could have been listening to this week by week. Exactly, but then <laughs> when, winter session will be over, and then we'll be back in next in the in the spring. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right, so uh, we will see you next time. Bye.